Spider-Man does whatever a spider can. Spins a web any size, catches seeds just like flies. Look out, here comes the Spider-Man. Is he strong? Listen, bud. He's got radioactive blood. It's gonna be riveting. Now everybody's super quiet. Yep. This is our tradition. <laughs> this is our one year anniversary, and we're yeah, all just we're gonna so be like, yeah, This is great. <laughs> we we're so it. awesome. We're all gonna die. <laughs> hey man, I'm healthy and not exhausted. So. All right. Well, you're gonna Whatever. Be Why you gotta rub it in, bitch? Yeah, Don't you're, gonna, drag be, me you're down. gonna be carrying us this week, then, Marcus. Don't drag me down with you, fuckers. <laughs> Don't drag me down. <clears throat> All right, well, let's get this show on the road then. Uh, good evening, everybody, or good day, or good morning, or whenever the fuck you're listening to this. And welcome back to Dance Robot Dance for our one year anniversary episode. Woo! <laughs> so this is our 52nd episode and being that we are a weekly podcast that means that we've been doing these things for roughly one year which is i wasn't sure i expected that when we started out it was just something that we all sort of got together and we're doing for fun and turns out it's something that we all still find fun and <laughs> i assume or else we wouldn't still be doing it and uh and have been and have continued on i mean I, I I'll be the first to admit it took us maybe a few episodes to find our footing, kind of thing. Fourteen, I think, was the count that I usually get to before I'm oh, yeah? like, yeah, that sounds like Dance Robot Dance properly. <laughs> and, and we did uh, we did uh, lose some people along the way, although they're welcome back whenever they're whenever they like. Yeah, we don't know what happened to a lot of them, but uh... <laughs> some of them just kind of dropped off the face of the planet. But we're we're more than happy to have them back if ever they actually listen to this and decide they would like to be back. Um, but yeah, so do you guys have any, any thoughts about our one year anniversary before we get going into our episode here? I'm, I'm right with you actually, man. Like I didn't, I was, I like doing the show, so I, I, what I wanted to stick with it, but I, I'm surprised we lasted 52 episodes. <laughs> this is our last episode, but I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, um, oh, it's been a fun year. I will say this. I am very surprised I'm still here. After all the abuse that has been slung at Christy, on yeah. and off, let's say not not necessarily not, not consistently. regularly anymore. No, nice. <laughs> I think um, I think we're all getting a healthy dose of abuse from each other at this point. Yeah, at this point yeah. we're all kind of taking the punches. So that's okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, speaking of punches, Mark, your mom's sick burn today. That was great. Okay. All right. Karen's There's a reason for burn. that. I was wrong about how long she made my my dad wait to go to the hospital. She said I I made it sound like it was a week. It was like three days, but I was like twelve and don't remember exactly. So I don't care. It was great. I yeah. Was like, yeah. And it's at least thirty listeners now, Ma. So yeah. I liked. Um, yeah. Tim's You're only three percent of our listenership, you know, or two percent of our listenership now. Yeah, not not twenty like percent. Yeah, not twenty percent. I loved I loved your comment though, Tim. It was so great. Sick mom burn. Sick, sick mom burn. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but uh yeah, I mean we've been doing this for a year. And for me at least, uh just to reflect really quickly, I mean, the podcast kind of came along at a time when a bunch of my uh like closer friends in Atlanta had moved away. Like, you know, they were in school, they graduated or were moving on to like another postdoc or something like that. So this has kind of filled a nice little gap in my life in terms of having, you know, people that I talk to on a regular basis and shoot the shit with and can talk about nerdy stuff with. So it's been good for me as well. 
Yeah, agreed. Similarly, it's given me a new hobby and people to talk with on a regular basis since I moved up to Milton. So yeah. I don't have all my regular people from St. Catharines to bother, I guess. So Christy, on the other hand, has a thriving social life, and we always yeah. have to work around her busy social calendar. Exactly. Sorry. <laughs> Two losers and Christy. <laughs> That's the new name of the podcast. That's the name of the episode for sure. Yeah. One yeah. year anniversary, two losers and Christy. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> All right. Well, in our traditional fashion, then let us uh, move on to the news. It's only been a few days since we recorded last, so there's not a massive amount of stuff, but a few little bits and pieces. Where the fuck's my window? Where I had the news? There it is. Let's see. Well, the Emmys got uh, nominees got announced, and there's a whole bunch of nerdy uh, bits and pieces in there, um, mm-hmm. like stuff like best drama series. Uh, Westworld is in that. Stranger Things is in that. Ooh, um, that's Handmaid's gonna be awesome. Tale. Handmaid's Tale is also in that. I haven't seen that yet. Uh, it was good. Um, not not. It was spotty. Let's say. I'm banking it. It's yeah. done, right? It's, it's yeah. Sitting there for yeah, the season's done now. Um, but yeah, I mean, like Game of Thrones obviously had uh, had nods again. Oh wait, didn't it? Maybe not. Yeah. Well, uh, let's see. What other nerdy stuff is popping up in here? Westworld again. Um, Stranger Things again for Best Supporting Actress for Millie Bobby Brown and nice. Tan- Tandy Newton for Westworld. Uh, and Anthony Hopkins was is Best Actor for Westworld. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, because he needs more accolades, right? Like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Jeffrey Wright for Best Supporting Actor for Westworld. So I feel like they've got that flipped. That seems like he seems like the lead of that show. Yeah, that that's that's a fuzzy line for sure. I would say. Yeah. Um, Black Mirror for Best TV Movie. Have you guys watched that? I've been wanting to, but no. Uh, I've heard really good things about it. Anyway. Oh, black. Sorry, which one? Black Mirror. Yeah. Uh, you should watch it. You'll love it. It's awesome. Yeah, I've, I haven't watched the the new American season. I've watched the first two British seasons mm-hmm. um, that were awesome. So you should totally watch it. Nice. The first episode by itself is like one of the most captivating hours of TV I've seen in years. Like it was so good. Nice. Yeah, that and uh, like Mr. Robot are two that are definitely up there on my list of like sci-fi kind of shows to, to pick up uh, maybe over the summer. Mr. Robot season one is amazing. Mr. Robot season two is, I don't know, maybe it's just because the first ep- season was so fucking amazing that the second one was like, huh. Yeah. Okay. I hope we don't get that like with Westworld and Stranger Things. I'm a little concerned that oh, that might happen. Oh, I'm concerned about Stranger Things. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not as concerned about Stranger Things as I am about Westworld. Westworld feels like now they've like... Kind of blown their load. Yeah, they've kind of blown their load. So like, I don't know where they're going to go next. Whereas Stranger Things, I'm like, there's more to that universe to play with right so yeah yeah um speaking of which we got uh, another trailer for stranger well an actual like trailer i think uh for stranger things this week um, oh, i'm watching it right now teaser or whatever um but uh yeah it was pretty it was relatively chill and not not you know i think you get to see a little bit more of the monster and stuff like that but uh still just kind of more ominous and atmospheric more than actually showing anything really happening but they're telling us it's 1984 guys yeah which we totally didn't already know and it gets stranger yeah the uh the ghostbusters costumes didn't give that one away at all yeah but i mean really 
Like they don't, they need to do like zero fucking marketing for that show, right? Like it's no. just gonna drop and everybody's gonna be like, oh my god! And everybody's well, what is it like? Are they doing ten, nine episodes, ten episodes? What's the list? Uh, I don't remember. It's around there. I think it was around the same number nine. that I had in the first so, season. So it's nine this year, hmm. which means yeah, we'll be we'll be through that in a day. Given the way, well, at least yeah. you and I, Tim, watch TV. So yeah, it'll be it'll be over in a weekend at most. <laughs> yeah, at best. So there was one that uh, I think we've talked about before, um, in that uh, they finally cast a Squirrel Girl for the New Warriors TV show, and it is not Anna Kendrick. <gasps> yeah, she's super young, actually. Uh, yeah. No, she's the the girl that's actually doing it is like late twenties, I think. She looks is really she? young, um, but oh. it's. I just looked at pictures. <laughs> Uh, her name is uh, Milena Vaintrub. Um and yeah, she does look pretty young, but she is from, jeez, uh, what the fuck? Uh, she she's, I don't know if you guys get these commercials up there, but she is the spokesperson for I want to say Sprint, like one of or maybe AT and T, one of the uh, cell phone companies, anyways. Um, and then she's also been in. Oh, it's AT and T. She's the AT and T girl. Yeah, she's the AT and T girl. She's also fucking hot. stacked. Yeah, um, and uh, she's also on This Is Us, but I have no idea what that even is. I've watched one episode of that. It was pretty good. It looked good. It looked like a uh, a weep fest, though. So we'll yeah. see if I actually ever go back to it. But but I mean, just based on her look, I think she's got sort of the right uh, the right look for. Um, yeah, girl. she's yeah. born in born in eighty seven, so she's like almost thirty. Almost thirty. Um, God, I don't feel like a pervert then. That makes people. Yeah. But uh, no, I think she's got the right sort of look for Squirrel Girl. So, I mean, I don't know a whole lot about the character, but uh, everybody, like, I know Anna Kendrick really, really, really wanted to do Squirrel Girl, but yeah. I don't think Anna Kendrick was going to do a TV show. No. I think we talked about that when we talked discussed this before, but like, yeah, for yeah. sure. She's got the look, and like, the character is kind of like a quirky, plucky kind of like go-getter. So, mm-hmm. it's it it's good. Like I, I, from like, the three seconds of those AT&T commercials that I've seen, I think she'll be okay. Yeah. We'll see who's actually like producing and writing the show before I, you know, pass yeah. judgment. So. And they, they released the rest of the cast as well. I mean, I don't know who any of these people are, but like, it seems pretty diverse at least there's yeah. like a Asian dude and a, a black dude and a, looks to be like a mixed race uh, or like light skinned black girl. So uh, I don't, I'm not, and I understand that that's like basically sort of the makeup of the actual, okay. Yeah, uh, yeah, the characters as well, right? It's not like they're recasting these racially or anything. So, nope. um, let's see, what else did I have? I'm gonna go science nerd for a minute. Did you guys see this story about um, like Chinese scientists teleporting a photon like hundreds of miles into space? Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, oh, I saw yeah. that headline about that. Yeah, so it was it was a photon um, basically that they transported into a or teleported. Um, like, and they've done it like hundreds of times at this point. So it's been totally repeated and stuff. So, uh, yeah, it seemed pretty, pretty fucking cool. Um, obviously a long way off from like beat me up Scotty sort of thing, but, uh, mm-hmm. step, step in that direction. It has to do with like quantum entangle entanglement and stuff like that. And now they're also talking about how this could be used for like a sort of quantum internet, which doesn't need to have like cables or anything like that. And it is totally secure and like unhackable. Because basically, like, your quantum computer is entangled with some quantum server out, out there somewhere kind of thing directly. Wow. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. 
pretty crazy shit. Um, I don't pretend to understand it that much. I have no idea what you were talking about, but I yeah. wanted to be since, like, yeah. Since I'm not a physicist or anything, but uh, sounds pretty cool anyways. Here's one that uh, I don't know if you guys have any experience with this at all, but Netflix has announced its next live action comic book show, and it's going to be um, Umbrella Academy, which is uh, Gerard the, Way. Yeah, Gerard Way from My Chemical Romance. It's his uh, first comic book that he wrote that got a lot of. I've heard a lot of good things about, but it's just not quite up my alley. It seems more sort of vertigo y kind of thing. And, Ooh. Yeah. So it might be up your alley, Christy. Umbrella Academy. Umbrella Academy. Let me look this up. I've read the first trade of it. I, it's been a long time. I remember enjoying it. Um, Gerard Way's a, a surprisingly giant nerd, considering yeah. he's in, um, what is he, AFI? No. No, he's My Chemical Romance. My Chemical Romance, yeah. Oh, he um, wrote it. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. After yeah. departing the Black Parade. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. But uh, yeah, now he's heading up uh, the DC sort of not not I guess sort of vertigo-y imprint, um, uh, Young Animal, uh, which is sort of all their offbeat books right now. So yeah. he's sort of the creative director, creative force behind that, and he's writing the current Doom Patrol book, which I've only got a few uh, issues in, but I've been has been pretty good so far. Yeah, but there's uh, like four or five other comics in that line now, and they all seem to be getting a decent amount of praise. So. Yeah, I've heard some. Even I've heard some stuff about it, and I have not been paying attention to comic book stuff like directly for a while. Yeah. So, um, he was on. I think he was on a Smodcast or something not too long ago too, talking about just like generally going from being in My Chemical Romance to writing comics to now kind of like being a group editor, which is a big responsibility for somebody to kind of just take on. So nice. Yeah, apparently the general plot of Umbrella Academy is. A former superhero team of siblings who desperately try to put aside their deep divisions in order to solve the mystery of their adoptive father's death. That sounds interesting. Wow. Sound also sounds a little sort of Doom Patrol-y, but uh, yeah. Well, he's into that. He's into that whole Vertigo-y kind of scene. So yeah, that makes sense. Um, let's see. Here's one. I'm. Sh- I know Mark's going to have something to say on. Uh, you heard that Matt Reeves is not going to be using Ben Affleck's script for the Batman movie. No, I didn't hear that. Apparently, they're just going completely back to scratch on it at this point. What? Holy shit! So that really? means that that means that probably we're not going to have Joe Manganiello's name that uh that name that we always it. destroy uh as Deathstroke probably. Uh, so yeah, that's how does Batfleck feel about this? I don't know. I haven't seen anything. I haven't seen. Uh... There's been rumors going around that he's trying to get out. Like he doesn't want to do it anymore. Like not even just be like not even do the movie, but just like be Batman not anymore. Be Batman. That would suck. Why? Uh, I don't know. Because his life's a fucking disaster zone. Right now. Yeah, because he hasn't been able to get his movie made or whatever. And yeah, I mean, does... I kind of get that. Yeah, but he also kind of, like, walked away from a lot of it, too. Like, he's like, well, I'm just going to act. So, which means, like, you lose your direct... If you t- walk away from the director's chair, like, the new director is going to be like... And- yeah, you lose creative control and stuff, which means, like, the new director is going to be like, well, this script isn't quite where we want it to be, so let's, like... I'm sure they'll pull elements from the existing script, but, like, I don't know. That, yeah. do- that doesn't exactly fill my fucking heart with um, hope for that movie, either, so... <laughs> Not that they've really done like a terrible bat. Well, okay, that's not true. I was but I mean, like, <laughs> really, it's not Schumacher. 
I'd be really disappointed if, like, in the modern age, they did a fucking shit Batman movie. Is what I'm trying <laughs> to say. You know what I mean? Like, that would just, like, that'd be a fucking huge bummer to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, that feels like the one, like, if they don't nail Batman, like, how, what the fuck are they doing with the rest of the stuff, right? Like, if they, they've nailed Wonder Woman, and if they can't hit, they can't nail Batman, which yeah. should be the easiest character to nail. Because there's West so many Wonder. examples uh, that you can pull from of, you know, this is how you nail it kind of thing. Exactly. Like, there's so many stories they could tell that would be, like, really easy to translate. So I'm like... the episode 50, for instance. Yeah, exactly. Well, <laughs> if they want to call me, I'm fucking game. Like, I'll, write a, I'll write them a script. Absolutely. <laughs> but apparently, uh, Matt Reeves, who's the current director uh, slated for that movie, uh, all that he has said is that the uh, sort of story that he's working on has a noir, a noir quality and that he hopes to really get into the psychology of the character. Which sounds like it could be in the right direction, so... It sounds like the right direction. It'd be, I'd be feel much better if they weren't starting from scratch again. Like, isn't that <laughs> supposed to come out? Isn't it on the slate for 2019 or 2020 or something like that? Yeah, I don't remember exactly. But yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised if it got bumped back to like 2020 if it was on for 2019. Does anybody else feel really weird saying that we're that close to 2020 and like <laughs> just saying that out loud? Yeah, it's weird. Talking about movies that might be coming out then? Yeah, like in theory, we'll all live to see 2020. Maybe still be doing a podcast in 2020. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's when, the, yeah. isn't that, no, as the second part of Infinity War comes out in 2019, right? 2019, yeah. That's yeah, not even there's... Marvel Phase 4. Uh, yeah, no, because Marvel Phase 4 starts in Spider-Man 2, so. Yeah. And that's yeah, and that's post uh, Infinity War, so and they'll be fucking twenty two movies deep by then. So Jesus, yeah. Well, this is sixteen. Like <laughs> yeah. this weekend was sixteen, right? So yeah. Um. Well, here I've got a couple fun ones just to finish off. I haven't even watched this yet, but I've seen a lot of people posting it, and I can only imagine how good it was. But uh, Andy Circus reading Trump's tweets oh as God, that was so great. I haven't watched so it yet either. Great. Oh, I was so happy. <laughs> Colbert's just like killing it uh, yeah. on all of his sort of bits and stuff like that that he's doing with his guests. So he's also just I'm like the best at dem- like just demolishing Trump. Yeah. Well, he's had years of practice going after I fucking know. politicians. I, just, I sort and this of is worry. the lowest, lowest hanging fruit. Yeah, in, exactly. Like, the history of the United States, right? <laughs> like this is such an easy target. I do worry, though, about what it will do to him. Who? Like, what making fun of Trump is going, like, is it going to so do? Like he's going to get, what is he going to get shot or killed or something yeah, like that? Yeah, kind of. Well, I'm hoping that there are enough people out there that would stop that before it happened. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Just the idea of it freaks me out. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, Colbert is also like a self-confessed massive uh Tolkien nerd and like he had a guest appearance in uh, the Hobbit movies and stuff like that so what oh right I forgot about right. that yeah. Yeah. yeah so uh it's always nice to see him like interacting with people from the uh the, the those movies and stuff like that yeah there and, was there was something about like I think it was like Peter Jackson or something like that saying that like he's impossible to stump on that shit too like he just knows it like Let's, back and forward. When we finally have Alicia on to talk about Tolkien, that'll have to be one of the questions we'll ask her because she constantly thinks that uh, Colbert is getting shit wrong. Not constantly, yeah. but like pretty regularly will tell me that like, no, he got that wrong, you know, he's or he's pronouncing that name wrong and shit like that. Fair enough. 
But I mean, he's definitely knows a lot more than most people. Like, knows more than I do. I can tell you that much. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's see. And here's another fun one. I'm going to go just off the headline on this one to start. Police shoot unarmed Batman cosplayers at Australian sex party. That just sounds like Fantastic. fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it was a uh, a Joker and Harley Quinn going at it. A uh, couple of cosplayers, yeah, going at it. And there was a costumed sex party taking place there. And uh, uh, the Harley Quinn cosplayer sustained a non-lethal flesh wound in her leg, but her partner was rushed to the. Uh, hospital where he was initially in critical position uh, oh i guess God. yeah so critical 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 position might be the thing he was in when they that got was, there that was Freudian. <laughs> it was so i guess Freudian. the guy dressed as the jo- joker like they said that he brandished a gun at them but it sounds like he was completely, he was unarmed so maybe it was just a prop or something like that and they or maybe he brandished his gun at them boom yeah, uh... yeah. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, that's, that's fun. Um, I have a, a weird bit of news, like not, not about me, but did you hear that Pat Oswalt got re-engaged or engaged? I did. Yep. Yeah. I saw that too. Yeah. That's happy. Yeah. I'm glad. And I, I mean, I guess apparently he caught a whole lot of fucking flack for it as well. And yeah. People were like, oh, your wife just died or whatever. And like, fuck you. Like, I know, you know, nothing. Yeah, exactly. This is a dude's personal life. It's none of nobody's fucking business but his own. You don't know what he, you know, what he'd talk to his wife about or that sort of thing or anything like that. And yeah, fuck yeah, off. It's just like people being like, it's just too soon. And it's like, who for who for you? Like, yeah. chill out. <laughs> uh, his new wife does bear a striking resemblance to his deceased wife, though. I did notice. Oh, really? Yeah, I noticed that too. <laughs> no, I mean, maybe he just has a type and that's totally cool. I know I have a type. So like likewise. Ha- Harry so. Portuguese dudes. Haha. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean like sort of. <laughs> I like darker Bear- skin. Bears. Yeah. Actually though. <laughs> like okay. <Real> bear? <laughs> yeah, like actual like grizzly bears. So that's dangerous. Yeah, that could hurt. And Guys, I live dangerously, though. <laughs> All right. Well, don't, don't knock it till you try it. <laughs> Did you guys have any other news that I had missed? Said it's only been a few days, but I haven't. Well, I've been kind of out of the loop, so <laughs> I don't know. I think we did. We did. We did the episode on Sunday, and then now it's Thursday. So now it's Thursday, and I've been at work all week. So yeah. no, not really. Right. I just keep well, seeing. I, think... I see more politics stuff than I see like nerd yeah. news these days. So and that's just depressing. So yeah, hard to watch. Yeah. Um, but, uh, we will probably have a fair amount of news next week. I'm guessing since we will probably be, uh, eyeball deep in San Diego comic-con at that point. So that's true. That's this weekend, right? I think so. I don't, yeah, I think it starts this weekend. So, uh, and I mean, at this point it's like basically a fucking week long event. So that's true. Yeah. Um, so yeah, and there's always stuff, a lot of stuff that comes out of that. So we will have all that for you guys next week. Uh, but with that, let us move on to our geek of the week. Geek of the week. Nice. I got into it. <laughs> all right. So Mark, since you have the most energy this week, how about you start us off? Since with I have the most geek, energy. Which... The geekiest thing that you've done since Sunday. <laughs> That's a sad fucking state of affairs when I'm the one with the high energy one. <laughs> Um, 
What did I do since Sunday? I don't know. Not a fuck a whole not a whole fuck of a lot, to be honest. <laughs> um Well, I I think I talked about getting my surround sound system last week. So yeah, I've been kind of like going back and like watching movies again in with it and just putting it out. So I kind of went on a little bit of a James Cameron kick. <laughs> I totally had an idea for a an episode of the podcast where we do something like we pick a movie series and review it, but we'll talk about that later. <laughs> but I, I sat through the, I what it was you talked about uh, doing an alien episode. Yeah. Him. And so I went back and watched the first two. Actually, I watched the first three, but the third one's fucking horrible. So oh, the uh, really? Yeah. Oh, man, I was such a tough fucking sit again. I don't know. After maybe I shouldn't have watched. I have a lot it, of like, nostalgia for that movie, which is which probably colors my. Uh, I guess because it's a it. fucking tough sit. <laughs> Not as bad as the fourth one. No, the fourth one I didn't watch. I I, I couldn't bring myself to watch. I switched gears and started watching the Terminator movies instead. So. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, so I just been like watching movies and surround sound and just kind of like enjoying surround sound. I guess has been my geek of the week. So I'm going back and watching all these old fucking like classic action movies because. What the fuck nice, else? Nice sound system to watch. What the fuck else do you do when you have a subwoofer that can shake the whole house? Yeah, <laughs> <Have> Arnold <laughs> kill a whole bunch of motherfuckers. And your and your housemate gone home for the summer? Yes, exactly. With my housemate <laughs> gone for the summer, I get to uh, enjoy that and the cat shitting all over the fucking house. But that's here there. So <laughs> that sounds wonderful. Well, that's lots of fun. I, I clean their litter boxes and I come home and there's like a big gob of shit still on the floor and just like. I'm going to drown one of you motherfuckers. <laughs> what are you just getting drowned? Oh, please don't drown your cats. Um, it if, only, if only because it's incriminating now because you just mentioned it. it, say it on the and now it's now it's premeditated. If I can figure out another way to get rid of them then, I guess. <laughs> you love them. I like the one. I've said this a million times. I've liked the one. The <laughs> other one whose coloring makes me sound racist is an asshole. So <laughs> the, the black cat is an the, asshole. The, Black cat is a giant fucking asshole. So. <laughs> and I'm sure my neighbors have heard me yell shit at the like, you fucking black asshole, fuck you, fuck, fuck, fuck. Makes <laughs> you sound like a giant bigot, but like, it's really just because my cat is black and he's a fucking douchebag. <laughs> like, right before we were recording, I could hear him climbing up on the counter and knocking stuff off the counter because I'd come upstairs and I'd put new things on the counter. Yeah, m- maybe just don't include his, uh, his fur color when you're yeah, yeah, why are you screaming at him. Be- why you gotta be including color in this? Like yeah. forest? Is that what yeah. it is? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you were in the furry community, it would be considered racist. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm sure I'm sure out of our 30 listeners, there's at least one. What's the statistic on furries? It's gotta be like one in 30. One of them's a furry. <laughs> so whichever one of you that is, I don't apologize for mocking your yiffy way of life. So. What if it what if it's your mom? That even then, that's terrifying. Leave Karen out it, of this. Okay. It could be Paul. Paul, I'm pretty sure Paul has like Kigus. Paul, Paul really likes those. Like Paul really likes Pokemon, so he might have a costume he wears. I don't know. That could be a thing. I wouldn't be surprised if he has like a Pikachu Kigu or something like that. I don't. I don't know what a Kigu is. Is that a pillow? It's, is it it's, one of those body it's, pillows? Uh, it's one of the no. It's one of those like um, uh, like sort of jumper sort of things, uh, that has like the hood that has the. Like, oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Oh yeah, 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 kind of, yeah. They're kind of they're like Japanese pajamas, basically. I think. Fair enough. Yeah. Banana that are like themed. Pajamas. He um, probably does. I'm sure that's <laughs> pretty easy to come by in Korea. So he'll let us know, or he'll let me know anyway. I'm sure, I'm sure he will. Yeah, he'll yell at you all in caps. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What was the Julie Andrews comment? 
favorite actress i'm guessing he was replying to that question oh right i was like that's the only only thing i could think that made any sense unless that was his his embarrassing trip to the emergency room somehow involved julie andrews like mary poppins like dropped him from a high height or something like that (laughs) it was just the fact that like there was no context with it i was like paul what the hell are you talking about (laughs) i guess we could have asked him to clarify what the fuck he was talking about but we can do that now paul what the fuck were you talking about what the fuck were you talking about (laughs) i liked your mom's response uh random comment yeah pretty much (laughs) I love that. To be fair, she commented on that before she listened to the episode of the podcast because she was just listening to it tonight and then yelled at me. So I have no yep. idea what the fuck. I'm so going glad on. she listens. It makes me <laughs> so happy. I, I get shit all the time from Good. all angles because of it. Someone yeah. gotta keep you in check. <laughs> keep me in check. Thanks. Uh, all right. Well, oh, is there somebody in the house with you, Christy? Nope. This is, the is, fairy this there? is a horror. This is a horror. This just became a horror movie. This is the end. Came one of those shitty internet horror movies. No. <laughs> if we hear screams and a thud, I'm I'll call the cops, but I'll laugh afterwards. <laughs> I'm not cutting any of this, just so we're clear. <laughs> is your house haunted? No, I I'm cooking baked potatoes in the oven. And I thought they caught on fire. <laughs> you could hear them catch fire? Well, I have them. Heard the I, flame. I um, covered them with oil, like olive oil mm. and salt and pepper to make the skin a little more um, cr- crispy. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, I just heard. It probably just popped or whatever. I guess. But I was like, ah, fire. You have a steam escape in your apartment, right? Like I have a what? You have a smoke detector in your apartment, right? Yeah. Which is a good idea, since you are apparently capable of burning soup. Yes. Hey, whoa, okay, whoa. Mom was on the phone with Nana, okay? <laughs> mom, mom, this is burning. Sweetie, Christy, I'm talking you figure, <laughs> Okay, here, do some timeline clarification for me. Did you burn the soup before or after you almost cut off your fucking finger? After. <laughs> After, so one way or the other, did your mother not realize that you are not capable of being in the kitchen by yourself? <laughs> you are not suitable to be left <laughs> with any cooking implements at all. Oh no! <laughs> all right. Uh, well, let's move on to Christie's geekiest thing you did this week. Oh, um, honestly, it's only been a few days, so I haven't had a whole lot of time to be geeky. Um, I. Uh, I think the geekiest thing is that I've had to defend my Pokemon going quite a bit this week. Um, people Weren't you are like, usually like stealthy so about it though? Well, I yeah. have been, but someone saw it in my purse on. Oh. They're like, you just walk with that like on all around? And I was like, yeah, so? It's weird. I was like, yeah, well, I just hatched my fourth Aerodactyl. So, you know, I got to like get something good. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I've been hatching a bunch of shit lately too. Oh my god, my two ten, my last three ten k eggs have been aerodactyls. Uh, I've been hatching a bunch of like mantids and shit like that. They're just useless. They're not like particularly useless. powerful or anything like that. So they're not particularly good for battles or anything. I heard a uh, thing on one of my games podcasts. They're doing a big event this weekend. Yeah, they're doing Chicago. a big event in Chicago. But apparently, there's like ways for starters, like how they play in Chicago will affect the bonuses that 
people globally will get access to and stuff like that. Yeah. And I guess there's also some stuff that um, people that aren't in Chicago can sort of do remotely to contribute to the event as well. Um, I saw the ad on like Kotaku or something like that, but it's yeah. part of the first anniversary celebrations. Um, Pokemon Go event Chicago. Yeah, they were talking about it on either split screen or the kind of funny Games Daily show. I can't remember which one I was listening to, and they were talking about it. Yeah, Pokemon Go's next big event asks players worldwide to work together for rare prizes. Uh, so yeah, it's going to be on the t- no twenty second. So not this weekend, but the weekend after. Um, oh, okay. I guess they didn't want to uh, compete with Game of Thrones. Yeah. Was that this weekend? Cool. Uh, yeah, starts on Sunday, 17th, I think. Um, yeah, July 22nd. What day of the week is that? I guess that's on, uh, yeah, Saturday. So not this Saturday, Saturday after. Um, but, uh, yeah, so mystery challenges, and it seems like depending on what Pokemon people are catching more of, it will be like a different kind of bonus that will peep that people around the world will get. So, like, if they're catching, like, fire Pokemon, then there's a candy bonus, and uh, plant Pokemon, then everybody will get a Stardust bonus and stuff like that. So, looks interesting. That's cool. Yeah. Um, be nice if they were doing it in other places, but it's probably one of those things where they're just going to like try out, and then... Isn't that where the the studio is, though? Isn't Niantic in Chicago? Niantic? That's probably I th- why. I think you might be right, yeah. So, it's easier probably for them to put it on there. Yeah, to host a big event there, and it's in like the big uh, park in Grand Chicago. Park, uh, yeah, where the, the it's where they big, hold all the pizza the and stuff the when big they do bean it. Is. Yeah, um, That's cool. Scott, I, you uh, would think they would do something like that at like uh, SDCC or E3 or something like that, like where yeah. there would be uh, a glut of nerdy people with their phones there, I guess, already yeah. to take advantage of. But yeah, I played a shit ton of Pokemon Go last year at Dragon Con, and I intend to again this year for sure. Um, because yeah. yeah, there was everybody was like dropping lures on gyms and uh lots of pokemon around because there were lots of people around playing and that kind of thing yeah Um, it's just fun it is and like that's why i was getting kind of frustrated today because someone was like why do you still play that and i was like because it's fun Mm -hmm. i mean like what i like like last night i i saw um the evolution of togepi out in the wild and i freaked out and so like um, Mark and I went to go walk and get it, and then it ran from me, and I was so upset. And Mark was like, babe, it's fun. I was like, you just don't get it. From the guy who owns a Mario hat, that's kind of surprising, too, actually. <laughs> uh, I was really hoping that uh, I was going to be able to catch the, like, Europe-exclusive Pokemon, uh, Mr. Mime or whatever. Oh, while Mr. I was Mime's Europe-exclusive? I think, I think Mr. Mime is, yeah. Um, oh, and uh, while I was over in the UK, but uh, I never saw one spawn. Granted, I wasn't playing too often because I was pretty busy with work, but never saw one. Wah, wah. What a disappointment. Yeah, so I don't know when the fuck I'm going to get back over to Europe so I can catch it. And then there's another one that I think is like Asia-specific or something like that. I can't remember which one that is. And you can't trade that shit, right? So No, there's no trading yet. Um, yet, it's a year in, the game's practically dead, and they still haven't added any of the good features. about there. it. They just totally, they're still making like regular, like big updates. Like they just totally revamped the gyms and they're starting to talk about like doing like a PVP battles kind of thing and trading. And so I think it's all in the works, but Niantic's not a very large company. So it's taken them a while to put everything in. Plus, I think they're kind of doing it in fits and spurts, right? Like as 
they're starting to lose people. They're like, hey, look at this new cool thing we just added. And then they get a bunch of people back for a bit and spending money on in-game purchases and shit. So weird, considering that's like such a big Nintendo franchise that it's not Nintendo that handles all that stuff. Yeah, but I bet Nintendo's fucking kicking themselves on that now. Probably. Probably. Um, yeah. But, all right. Uh, well, for me... Uh, I don't know if I mentioned this since we started recording, but uh, I've been sick the last few days, just got a cold, I think, that I picked up overseas, which is not surprising, so I was in a you know conference with a bunch of people from different countries out all over the world, so of course I'm going to be exposed to pathogens that I don't have immunity to, uh, and so I been, haven't been doing a whole lot, but I have been kind of just uh, catching up on a lot of stuff since I was out of town for like a week, so I finally like finished off the uh, season of Doctor Who. I'm all caught up on Preacher. I even went back and watched uh, some of the um, stuff I was a little less excited about, but that I'd still downloaded and was waiting to watch, like uh, the revival of Prison Break that came out oh. a few months ago, or a couple months ago. I never watched the original, so that... that the only thing that the Prison Break revi- like revive, whatever you want to call it... Uh, meant to me was that uh dude who plays snart wasn't going to be a regular on any of my shows so oh yeah that bummed me out (laughs) um yeah i guess that's probably why he was not on the last seasons of legends very much yeah legends of tomorrow um but yeah it was pretty garbage (laughs) was it yeah it was not good the first season that show was really really good like genuinely good but it was just you know a novelty that they couldn't recapture kind of thing so yeah but I still watched it just because I kind of ran out of stuff to watch. So, but uh, I did like the last. Uh, Mark, did you watch the last couple seasons or a couple episodes of Doctor Who? No, I'm not caught up yet. I am working on Twin Peaks still, so oh. I have a couple episodes. Left you started watching the new the new Twin Peaks, or no? I have a couple episodes of the original series left before nice. I get to and then um, fi- and then Firewalk the with then me. Watch, yeah, I'm gonna watch the movie and then watch. Um, then watch the new stuff because all they see is like people just fucking just jerking the fucking thing off all over the place. It's, like just telling me how good it is and how good it is and how good it is. I'm just like, fuck, I gotta like, I gotta concentrate and like sit down and actually watch TV, but I'm not, yeah. I haven't been like, oh, I'm going to sit here and like binge a show. I'm like, oh, I'll just watch a movie or blah, blah, blah. So yeah. And like no, that. It's been, it's been like genuinely really good, like fucking yeah. edge of your seat, uh, Lynchian suspense kind of thing. Yeah, well, season two's got a little bit of a lull in the middle of it, too, so it's kind of like, maybe I should have just jumped into the new one, but I'm like, I really kind of want to, like, get into yeah. this and be caught up, because my, like, I haven't watched it in, like, a decade, maybe more than that, I can't remember when I watched it, I think I was, like, in my early 20s when I got the DVDs from somebody, Yeah, and was like, I should probably watch this again before the new show starts, so. Yeah. Whatever. Um, all I'll right. get to it. Yeah, yeah, because I've got, and I'm still, I'm like an episode behind Preacher now too. I think because I've seen. Yeah, we're an episode behind. I gotta watch four. So, I enjoyed the first two episodes like a lot though. They were fucking crazy fun. So yeah. So you guys haven't haven't got to New Orleans yet? No, I got there. Mm, Yes, episode three was New Orleans, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Episode three is New Orleans. Yeah, yeah. Which apparently they're shooting all of season three in New Orleans too. So there was a news story about that this week. So. That's yeah. It's been it's been really good. Um, yeah, I'm really enjoying. It nice it. Ha- finally, having that face off with the Santa Killers and everything, and yeah, we're gonna have to do that episode at some point. Yeah, uh, well, maybe when this season's done, we can kind of just go through the both seasons. Well, can we did we talk about? 
the first no, we season. Never, we never did a full episode on the first season. We okay. we sort of just touched touched it a couple times, but uh, that sounded bad. Yeah, we said worse <laughs> on this episode already. So this is very true. Um. All right. Well, with that, let us get to our meat of the episode. Spider and vulture meat of the episode. So Why not iron meat. Come on, <laughs> iron meat. Uh, so if, yeah, as we mentioned last week, uh, we I had not yet seen Spider-Man: Homecoming, but now I I have. I actually saw it just after we recorded uh, last uh, our last episode, and uh, so yeah, we're gonna talk about that today. And uh, so let's talk about first. Um, how did you guys see it? Like, did you see it in IMAX? Did you see it in 3D? What what format? Um, I just ran out uh, to my local theater down the street, which is an Ultra AVX 3D. So I saw it not in IMAX. I went back and saw it in IMAX after the fact. Um, but the first time I saw it was in just a regular, well, not regular. Those AVX theaters are fucking huge. So yeah, it's a pretty good They just haven't paid for the IMAX licensing or whatever. Well, I don't think they're quite as big as the IMAX requirement yeah. is or whatever. So I, it's not that big, but I don't know. I ran out. So I ran. I think I, I said it on the podcast last week. Like I fucking ran out like that night and was like, or the Thursday night and was like, oh, I'm going to the 10 o'clock. Fuck it. Let's go. Yeah. Didn't have anything better to do. And I'm working from home on Fridays now. So guess oh, what? Nice. Yeah. That's sweet. Yeah. It's pretty sweet. Um, Christy, how did you see it? Um, Mark and I went, uh, my Mark and I went to um, the reclining seats in Jackson Square. Oh, and- nice. And just like sat back and enjoyed, but I told you I'll have to talk more about that. Biatch, you sat next to. Me. Oh my <laughs> god! Oh, I love their handshake. She sounded, <laughs> she sounded like the the mom from Bob's Burgers. Oh. Oh my god. <laughs> nice. Um. So <laughs> I, I just, I saw it in like, as I am want to do, I saw it in IMAX 3D because uh, like my local theater does have IMAX and uh, um, even the like IMAX, like opening logo kind of thing was actually like Spider-Man themed, which oh, they're starting to do. Yeah. Which they're starting to do more often now. So like, well, they're digital uh, files now, so it's pretty easy to just swap, swap skins in, I guess. Eh? Yeah, exactly. So it, cool. Yeah, it had like the the blue and red like coloring to it, and like webs shooting back and forth across the uh, like the Ooh. opening and stuff like that. So yeah, that was really cool. And then we got. Did you guys have the uh, Black Panther trailer attached to yours? Yeah. Yeah, that looked so even better in like IMAX 3D than it did oh, on yeah. like, in a little tiny like home screen. I'm so fucking excited for that movie. When I ran back to the IMAX theater. Uh in oakville i i I just got there in time to like the the fucking sony thing was on the screen when i walked into the theater so i kind of that's scary yeah (laughs) i'd already seen the movie i just wanted to have like the imax experience so yeah um let's see so we'll just give uh then uh sort of general impressions over all of the movie as we tend to do did you like it did you hate it what was your overall overall feeling I fucking love the shit out of it. Like almost every <laughs> second of it. Like I don't have, I can't even honestly, I can't even think of anything to criticize in this movie. Like I liked it so much. So I'm sure there's little things that I can nitpick about, but for the most part, I was like, this may be, this is easily top three Marvel movies now. Like it's so yeah. fucking good. So 
I straight up agree. Like uh, when I came out, I was like, I'm going to have to try really hard to find anything to gripe about on this thing. Cause like, it's just like pitch perfect in terms of tone. Um, it just, so many of the pitfalls other Marvel movies have fallen into this one just navigated so fucking deftly. Yeah. Uh, but so yeah, like I said, I was, I was, I was super happy with it overall. Oh, now, now are your potatoes on fire? No, Mark just got home. So he's taking them out. Oh, nice. <laughs> What were your feelings, Christy? Um, you know what? I really enjoyed it. Um, I I think it was really, really fun. And I, I don't think it was the best one yet, because I still really like Tobey Maguire. Um, but I thought that he did a really great job. Um, I thought this was the most fun Spider-Man um, in terms of, like, playfulness. Which yeah. I really dug. Um, I really loved that they made him young. Um, yeah. I think it was a great choice to make him 15. And I liked the introduction of MJ a lot, which I'm sure we'll talk about. Well, we'll talk about whether that's actually MJ or not as well. Absolutely. It, but that, uh, there's, it's, it's gone back and forth. It is. She is yeah. MJ, but she may not be actually Mary Jane. So yeah. Or that character, although she may play that role in the universe, blah, 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 blah. She is an MJ, but maybe not the MJ, but yes, I'm sure that's something we'll talk about. Yeah. Uh, so, let's see. So, wait, you, you, you still think Tobey fucking Maguire, like, 38-year-old Tobey Maguire is a better young Spider-Man than, than I didn't Tom. think he was a better young Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah, but he's I supposed didn't... to be, a, that's like, that, I, I, I'm pretty much just, I, I completely agree with Kevin Smith on this, because he says this all the time, but like, they're talking about that scene in Spider-Man Two where they grab, like he he stops the train and they pull him back in. And they're like, it's just a kid. Fucking Tobey Maguire looks like he's about forty-seven. <laughs> he looks. I think he looks pretty young. Maybe yeah. he doesn't look like he's like fifteen kind of no, thing. No, he, he looks like he's a college. Student. I think he looks like yeah. I think he looks he like look like a fucking college, college like student at all. <laughs> Go watch the Listen, movie again. <laughs> you can have your opinions. Doesn't mean you have to shit upon mine. I just that's fine. I just I don't know. I always thought he was too, um, Toby was too awkward and not quippy enough. But so. I think that that was a safe bet for Spider-Man to do, you know, like he was one of the first superhero movies that was as big as it was, you know what I mean? Like they had to be somewhat safe and Toby Maguire was safe. Look at his performance in Cider House Rules. Like they're not going to throw that guy into a goof troop kind of like, <laughs> um, funzy movie. Like they wanted the superheroes to be taken, they wanted him to be believable, so they hired a, an actor who was known for being believable. Yeah, I, it was. I I think we yeah, like Christy said, it was one of the first comic book movies from sort of this era kind of thing. Yeah, and and so like it was Raimi, right? He did it really yeah. stylized. He did it really like comic booky kind of thing. Yeah, but that's and, one of the things in comics about Spider-Man is him being like a fucking motor mouth and he didn't have any of that. So that was, yeah. that was, that's my, my biggest takeaway from those movies really is like he looks old and he doesn't say anything when he's in the costume. <laughs> I feel like Andrew Garfield was too pretty and too cool oh, as like Peter Andrew Parker, Garfield. but his, his Spider-Man was good because he was always fucking running his mouth. Whereas I find Tom yeah. Holland is like, he oh, hits everything a, right. I'm not saying yeah. that's why I'm saying that I think he's a great young Spider-Man. I think he's um more true to the original idea of what the character was. Yeah. Yeah. Um not to, and I you know like he'll probably end up being my favorite Spider-Man, but I don't think that he um he'll ever take the place that Tobey Maguire kind of earned. Oh, you have a little nostalgia. <laughs> 
thing for yeah. Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man? I, I, I think that he was a good Spider-Man. I don't think he was a terrible Spider-Man. I didn't. I don't think he was a terrible Spider-Man. I just. I think. I actually don't think any of them. Like, I don't think Andrew Garfield was a terrible Spider-Man. I no, think. I, mean, I, think Spider-Man, I think they all did. Yeah. Yeah. I think they failed because of writing and because of the one thing they did really well in this. And maybe I'm hoping not steering the conversation too far away is that they um, they didn't do have to do backstories. So much of the Spider-Man movies mm-hmm. were wasted on this backstory that everybody knew. Like, yeah. we get it. Yep. No, I was I was thrilled that they didn't dwell on that. Um, and I was really, yeah, I was really glad we didn't get a tedious origin recap, but instead we actually got a fucking decent villain origin for once. Yeah, yeah absolutely. We, yeah, tied, and tied directly into the MCU's history too. Yeah. Like it wasn't in, in like, a seamless way, not like fucking shoehorned in kind of thing. No, it made like perfect that. sense the way it's set up. So I yeah. was extremely happy with that. And and damage control is a legit entity in the six one six, is it not? It is, yeah. It's been, it's more present now than it has ever been. Too like they they they've been showing up in the Avengers and stuff on the side, probably because Marvel is tying them into the movies now. They have mm-hmm. been in the MCU since like almost the beginning. There's off like there's little screen mentions of them, like Easter egg mentions of Damage Control going on throughout the whole series, like going back as far as Iron Man two, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Okay. What? How long ago was the Avengers? Did the Avengers come out? Like um. Five years. Really. Twenty twelve. So, Civil War came out two years ago? Last year. Or last no, last year. No. Two. Two years ago, because Ant-Man had just had already come out, too, and Ant-Man yeah, but there was two. Old. But there was two. There was... Civil War was last year, wasn't it? Uh, I think Civil War was... It was No, Civil War... Yeah. Civil War was, was last March year. March 2016. Because it started... It was, it, it, was, it was May. It was right before we started doing the show. Oh, Because okay. Eric and I went and saw it together. And that's where, like, we we've been talking about doing this podcast, um, and our conversation afterwards kind of spurned on us actually fucking starting to Dang, do like it. Like, we should actually do this. Yeah, we should because we'd already had that like the that night where we did Batman v Superman. Um, not the fucking review, but like where we had seen the movie Watch. and like the three of us were like on it. Like Eric and I were sitting in a Wendy's and chatting with Tim via text. Yeah. Um, <laughs> about that maybe super i'm like we should just do this fucking podcast three months four <laughs> months later we ended up finally doing it but anyway yeah yeah so it was last summer okay um, um well I just, and it was um, speak well while we're speaking about civil war it was really nice to have that little fill-in like the yeah. and it was perfect to have him do it like with the videos that he was filming kind of yeah. thing that was how shit. he became involved that was one of my favorite introductions to a marvel movie yet oh absolutely yeah. it was, yeah, was so, so funny fucking funny and it yeah. was so like very Peter Parkery. Yeah, yeah. Like it, it was. They just nailed it. Yeah, I'd, I love. Um, we can talk about probably more later on, but like uh, John Favreau coming back mm-hmm. was like, yeah, it was great. I was so happy to see him like happy coming back and doing his thing. That was amazing. Yeah, me too. I mean, overall, I mean, I think that the. Uh, the supporting cast overall for this movie is maybe stronger than it has been in any other yeah. Marvel movie, even maybe like Avengers or Civil War and stuff like that. Well, like, it's, it's, hard, it's hard anyway. to say. It's hard to say. Like, it, is is this a better supporting cast? Like, I mean, it's a better supporting cast in terms of like each of their individual movies. When the supporting cast at that point, like in an Avengers movie, is the rest of the Avengers, that's kind of like a different thing altogether. It's so, cheating, yeah, yeah. But I mean, in terms of like the people around Peter, right? Oh like, yeah, not, not the other heroes and stuff like that. Like obviously, we had Tony in there, and that was great. But like, um, 
Martin Starr as one of the teachers. He's one of my all oh, one, of, all of, the, one of my favorites, and he was really good. Um, Zendaya was really good, and we'll talk more about her character later, I'm sure as well. Yeah. Uh, Hannibal Burris was awesome oh, as, that was uh, as so the fucking teacher. Funny. That war criminal thing almost fucked. I almost lost. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he's like, I'm pretty sure this guy's a war criminal now, but I got to show you this anyway. I got to show you this anyways. And then he that points so to the, and, and then he's standing, the on the, he's standing on the wrong side of the video where Cap is like, "Your gym teacher points to the wrong side." The wrong side, yeah. yeah. Oh, so good. <laughs> um, it was. It was so funny. <laughs> and uh, Donald Glover, I thought, did really good in it as well. Oh, so many hints to Miles too, because that's his uncle and stuff like that. So is that who that is? Who he, that's who it is. Okay. Yeah, Prowler. Prowler is Miles Morales's uh, uncle in the Ultimate Universe, um, and he actually says he has a nephew living in the area, which is like a direct like hint right. to Miles. So, which is pretty, which would be awkward because the Ned character is pretty much ganky. So I'm not sure how they're gonna fucking ever do that. So, Thank but we can you. talk about that later. Um, in the Ultimate Comics, the uh, Miles Morales' best friend is a character named Genki, who is a overweight, very excitable Asian nerd who, who pretty much was like the Ned Leeds character in this movie. I was just like, oh, they're just doing Genki in the Peter yeah. Parker movie. <laughs> That's fair, I guess. Well, we can talk about Ned then as well, because he was fucking awesome, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Guy in the yeah. chair. Yeah, that Guy was great. <laughs> Fucking Genki. I told yep. you. Yeah, just they were just yeah, they hit that out of the park though. I was just like I loved his little um where he just couldn't fucking keep his mouth shut and he starts blurting about about Peter knowing Spider Man yeah. and stuff like that. Like I mean, who could keep their mouth shut about that though? <laughs> well, especially when you're like fifteen and like Yeah. Yeah desperate to touch a boob or some shit like that, too. <laughs> and like that's your in. So yeah, <laughs> And his his hat. It's like I love your hat, Ned. Make thanks thanks, yeah. May. It makes me feel confident. Yeah. Oh my god. And I liked I liked this rendition of Aunt May. I thought she was awesome. I liked she that they was pretty good. Her May. Too. Yeah. I don't know why that really I just really enjoyed that they didn't call her Aunt May all the time. Yeah. That's I feel like that would be something that character would be like, don't call me Aunt because she is not Yeah. That like usually she's much older, obviously. So yeah. I, I love the, the guy that was hitting on her and the and brought her yeah. the you know, sticky rice pudding or whatever. What did he fucking say? Like, I think she's in, in movie with you or something like that. Or what the fuck was the word he says? I can't oh, remember. I don't remember. That was pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. Um, Even Tony I, asks about her, doesn't he? Like at one point, like how's your aunt doing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then at the end where, uh, where she catches him in the, uh, in the outfit and it just ends yeah. on what, what the, the fuck? Yeah, yeah, I love that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. She's yeah, she's been doing a really good job, even though it makes me feel weird to you know, have a you, fucking raging heart on for Aunt yeah, May. Over yeah. over hot Aunt May. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Get that lady boner, Christy? No. <laughs> it was weird um, getting a lady boner for Tom Holland. Because I was he's like twenty one. Uh, actually no, he's not. He's twenty. He's twenty well, he actually sorry, he was on the Nerdist this week. He just turned twenty one this week. Well, there you go. He was he celebrating can... his birthday this week. He yeah. can drink in the states because they were talk, uh, him and Hardwick were talking about that. Yeah, his accent just... is really good in the mm-hmm. movie. I don't think he. You know, I, he was talking about um, how he slipped up a couple times, and like because they they screen the movie so often, like mm-hmm. for him, that he would catch shit, uh, and then be like, "We have to go to ADR on that fucking line." So he, I guess he was going back and doing ADR on stuff where he oh, slipped nice. up. So he was. They were pretty <laughs> actually like trying not to get him into like slipping but he was 
it was pretty good. Like I don't I don't yeah. remember hearing him any, during the movie anything where I was like, oh, my accent slipping. Like that's yeah. not good. So yeah, not not like uh, Banner Snatch and uh, Doctor Strange. Oh yeah, Penguin. yeah. He had that he had that weird fucking uh, put on Hugh Laurie fucking accent yeah. too in spots. I don't care. It was great. <laughs> um, we also while we're just running down the cast, the supporting cast here, uh, Jennifer Connelly as Karen or Suit Lady was also really good. Yeah. And I like the, the the little connection there too because uh, she's married to, to yeah Paul she's Bettany. married to Paul Bettany and uh, whose Vision and Paul Bettany yeah. also did also did the voice for Jarvis. Well, all, yeah, yeah. I was gonna say he is Vision. He's not just Jarvis anymore. Yeah, but, but yeah, exactly. You so Sorry. so my brain Jarvis farted. Jarvis and Suit Lady are married. Yeah, in real life. Karen, my mom's yeah, Karen. name, which is wait, wait wait Suit Lady. Oh, yeah, right. the, yes, yes, yes. Never mind. Because he yeah. names her Karen after a little while. Yeah. yeah. That's why I was like, yeah. Eh, but yeah, I forgot. That was so great. Yeah. yeah. That was another really good moment where he's like stuck in the bunker kind of thing and they're like trying everything to get out. And he's like, we're never going to get out of here. And Karen's like, it's been 37 <laughs> minutes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it looked like you've been doing so much stuff too. Fucking yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, Let's see. But yeah, I mean, we, we already talked about Ned. I really liked him. He was one of my minor gripes was that he was a little bit less sort of Deus Masha, uh, Machina E like the fact that he could actively like hack the suit and stuff like that. Given that yeah. the kids probably had like, you know, one class in like computer science or something like that. Yeah. It'd be grade 10. So like, yeah, maybe have like an intro to computer science kind of class yeah. going on. But at the same time, even though I'm saying it was a bit of a stretch, kids, like, kids nowadays, actually actively do stuff like that. They, some do, yeah. Some do. Like, some are proficient. Like, just how you might have been proficient at science, they're now proficient at computing. I'm just wondering, like, if he could be able to hack through Stark fucking encryption. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you would assume Tony Stark's encryption would be better than... Well, it wasn't Whatever. that it wasn't that it it was that Tony wasn't expecting him to find the encryption. He hadn't hidden it hard, or else all that stuff would have been difficult to access. He just well, there's also like you could probably also think that like Tony um did it on purpose so yeah, that it might have been a challenge as a test. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Maybe you didn't expect that's him why to I think he gave so him like yeah, that's why he probably gave it like such a jerky nickname like baby proofing. Oh, training wheels. The training, training wheels protocol. Training wheels. Yeah, training wheels protocol. <laughs> uh, I love the um. The fucking kill mode or whatever. Oh my God, yeah, <laughs> I was laughing my ass off. He's I was like, like, no, I don't want to kill anybody. Of course, Tony puts that in there. Of course, yeah. he does. <laughs> and when uh, when Ned gets caught uh, by the teacher, like in the in the school library, and his yeah. his excuses, I was watching porn. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he had so many good like fucking one liners and shit like that. Yeah. We're gonna have to. Uh, I'm gonna put giant fucking spoiler tags on this episode. I completely. We didn't oh, say yeah. anything about spoilers. I mean, that goes without saying, obviously. Yeah, but. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, you already talked about Happy a little bit. I was. Uh, he was such a good foil to Peter. Yeah. And uh, oh, and a good so a good fun. way to not have to you know have uh, Tony in like eighty percent of the movie kind of thing. Yeah. Agreed. Because I was happy with the, just the amount of Tony that we got. I feel like if we'd gotten much more, it would have felt too much uh, like an Iron Man movie. Yeah, and if agreed. we got much less, then it would have felt like kind of unnatural. Like yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, Happy was he was John Favreau was just fucking knocking it out of the park. Oh, he's so fucking funny. Like he was yeah. just like looking so put upon the whole time. Just like I don't want to deal with this fucking kid. 
Yeah. Why do I have to deal with this kid? It's just to get my 401k and retire at this point. Yeah. Um, you know, nice little like Gwyneth fucking showing up at the end. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, I love that they, that we've gotten to the point now where Tony and Pepper getting engaged is like a fucking throwaway. Yeah. Like everybody knew it was going to happen. They could have done a great big fucking thing surrounding it, but now like we're to the point in these movies where they can just like have a momentous thing like that, just sort of offhand thrown in kind of thing. And not, and not even in his own movie either. Like this is mm-hmm. in like, it it went in a cameo, right? Like, well, maybe he's a little bit more than a cameo, but like in a guest well, spot. One is a, the other. Yeah, Pepper's a fucking cameo. Yeah, she's a cameo. Yeah, I was surprised. I didn't even know she was in it. Like, I was surprised when she walked out the door. I was like, I thought she'd fucking walked off and like wasn't doing this shit anymore. Like, yeah, didn't want to be involved anymore or anything like that. As much as I hate her and all her fucking anti science shit, she is a good Pepper. She's an excellent Pepper. Yeah, I don't even like fucking Gwyneth Paltrow at all. Like, I know. but. She was really. I love that. Like she's so good in that first Iron Man movie, man. Fuck. Yeah. So good in that first one. She is so. really good in that. Um, but all right, let's get to what I think really just fucking made the movie, and that's the writing. It was well, just we, we skipped. We did skip somebody in the cast. If we're gonna talk about oh, the whole cast, you want to talk about Tom Holland? No, you want to talk about fucking Michael Keaton? Oh yeah. Oh god, he was so good. Yeah. At the end. Oh god, he was good the whole time. What are you talking about? He was like uh, the glue yeah. that held the whole movie together. Like, yeah, Holland's good, but like you can tell he's still kind of young and like learning the ropes. Keaton was just fucking. He needs yeah. to get a fucking nod for that shit. Like he was all over the place in this movie. He was fucking it was, amazing. It was really good. He was a really like strong villain. Had decent motivation. Um, Not one dimensional. Very layered. Like yeah, totally very, fine. Like with his family and stuff like that. Spoilers, but like, oh yeah, that I did not. Night, we got to talk about that sequence in depth, but that sequence, like, I'm like, that's, I'll give these fuckers an Oscar already. Like, that's the best yeah. fucking thing I'm going to see in a movie theater this year. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I did not see that shit coming at all. No, me neither. But it ended up being, uh, uh, yeah. That. yeah. Yeah. It made me feel like I was a racist. Oh, right. <laughs> when he walked out, I was like, oh shit, he found out who his girlfriend was. And then I was like, oh wait, it's her dad. Like, I was so thrown by yeah. it that I was like. I was probably just as confused as Peter was in that minute for like a minute. Yeah. And I was like, Oh shit, this is like for real. Like, yeah, that was like one of those, one of those moments in the movie theater. Like that was, that was like almost like a, you know, Luke, I'm your father kind of moment sort of thing. Like everybody's just like, Oh shit. This yeah. whole fucking thing just took a totally different turn. And yeah, you know, totally different turn. <laughs> Because yeah. he didn't have, there was no connection before, right? He was just like super villain in New York, and like Peter's yeah, you knew like, he had a family, but they never, he never talked about it. He never even mentioned, you know, that I had a daughter that's going to homecoming or anything like that. If you if you watch it though, you'll catch a little bit um, where when his guys are going through the school looking for the fucking stone, mm-hmm. they're like, but how, you know how pissed he'd be if he found out we were looking for it here, kind of thing. But like, yeah. It almost sounds like a throwaway because you're just like, oh, they're just that. It's just because he's at high school, but it's his fucking daughter's high school, which is that yeah. why he'd be that much more angry, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, but even then, like that doesn't specifically mean that it's Liz. Like it could be that he's uh, MJ's dad or something like that. Yeah, exactly. But it was just like just yeah. the, the script was so fucking well written in that way, though. Like little hints yeah. to stuff. Like they did a really good job. So yeah, yeah. Like I said, the writing was just fucking like spot on overall. Like the um the it was a really good balance i thought of like wit and jokes and heart and action yeah um, and did you guys notice on the writing team that uh it was john francis daly was listed on it 
Yeah, there's, fi- there's fifteen. That? There's fifteen fucking writers on this movie. There's so. like three or four writers on it, but um, John Francis Daly was the lead kid in Freaks and Geeks, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. For for those of our listeners that uh, don't remember, so he was the guy that played. Oh fuck, what was his name? I can't remember the character's name. Um, he's written other stuff though, hasn't he? Uh, Sam Weir, the the younger youngest kid on, or one of the younger kids on Freaks and Geeks. Um, I'm not sure. I'm not. Well, writers credit. Not really. I mean, oh, he's. I guess he wrote horrible bosses. And oh, well, uh, the, yeah. and the incredible Burt Wonderstone. <laughs> but yeah, like two or three things he's written before this. But I mean, I I could feel his influence on it, like just you know by the way that he acts and stuff like that, and his yeah. his delivery and stuff like that. I could feel. Um feel on it so i thought that was pretty cool and then who are the other writers fuck i just had this open no it's only it's story by jonathan goldstein and john francis daly and then the, the screenplay has like four or five people on it there was there was like there's like a story going around there's been like they did about 12 different fucking revisions with 12 different writers and like yeah. the way the writing rules work you can only give so many people credits on like the way the writers guild works you can only give so many people credit but apparently yeah. it went through a fuck ton of writers before it got down to this, but I guess th- he must have done that. They must have the done the polished pass. Well, no, that mu- that means he either they did the original script or right. he did the polished like finished pass. Well, I guess written by his, would be the people who do the finished pass. His credit is story by. Okay, <clears throat> and then it's uh, screenplay by. Um, and he's still listed second on the list of like screenplay by. Oh, then he must be. He must have been in there like the whole time as yeah. one of the consultants. So that's good. And then well, John, good for him, John Watts, the director, is one of them. And then there's a few other yeah, that makes uh, people listed lower down on the um, screenplay list. So well, it just means he's gonna have a fucking job for life because like if he's got like if, that movie, yeah, if he can write shit like that, then absolutely, I'm. Uh, you know, I would love to see him do more stuff when the we just add him to the fucking um, whatever like MCU writer squad, which they seem yeah. to have a a large fucking abundance of people working for them at this point. Yeah. And none, none of them are actually comic book guys either. It's all like Hollywood guys. They have writing for them. They just have Feige like in there and consulting and stuff. Yeah. But the nice thing is they're getting like legitimate nerds, right? Like people mm-hmm. that really appreciate the source material. Like John Francis Daly is like a confessed nerd kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. So confessed nerd, Matt Reeves, call me. I will write your Batman script for you, buddy. <laughs> It'll be fucking awesome. <laughs> and we can replace Affleck if you want. That's fine. I don't care. <laughs> um, but yeah, like I said earlier, like there were a lot of moments where I was just like, oh God, they're going to fall into this pitfall and I'm, you know, I'm not going to be happy with that. But then they just fucking like navigate it just perfectly in the end. Okay. Well, explain like what pitfall do you think you're there? Um, let's see, man, these are, these are all thoughts that I wrote like right after I came out of it. Um, and I just, that was just a feeling that I was having. I'm trying to remember specific I guess it was just that there were times where I was like, oh, they're going to go too jokey with this or, or they're going to go too dark with this or whatever. And then they just swung it back. Like yeah. they threw a joke in there to lighten it up a little bit or something like that. The, the one thing that I remember, like it was rated, well, it's not the beginning of the movie, but it's like where they were going to start. I thought it was going to be like too referential is when mm-hmm. he starts, he's running through the backyards and I'm like, oh, he's doing the fucking Ferris Bueller thing. Yeah. And I was like, fuck, are they just going to start doing like John Hughes? Which is fine, because I love the John Hughes movies. And it did feel like a John Hughes superhero movie, right? Like, that's probably the best yeah, a compliment bit. I can give. That's a great movie. way to say it. Yeah. yeah. 
But he starts, he's doing the running through the background. I'm like, fuck, are they just going to do fucking John Hughes tropes? Yeah. Yeah, like, is that going to play? But then he runs past and somebody's watching fucking Ferris Bueller on their, like, on a, I don't know if it's a TV or a laptop or something like that. It's in the running scene. I'm like, oh, okay, that's fine. They're, they're good. They're actually like, just right on the nose with it, right? Like, that's totally. Yeah, exactly. And there were a bunch of other points like that. But um, there was one place, like, at the end, I think they could have really easily sort of cheaped out and had. Tony had Iron Man come in and help Peter defeat Vulture at the end. Yeah. Like Tony comes in and says like, look kid, I can see that you're, you know, you're really trying here. So we're going to, you know, come back, but it, they didn't do that. They, you know, let Peter actually, actually go follow that whole thing through himself. Yeah. That was, uh, I thought the same thing. I was like, especially cause they're flying and I'm like, wow, that's a fucking Stark plane. Where is Iron yeah. Man? Like I'm, I was just waiting for him to fucking swoop in and save the day, especially because yeah. that scene where they're flying and like swinging together hadn't happened, in which the movie never yet. shows up in the movie. It doesn't show up. Um, so I was like, oh, they they haven't done that bit yet. So I'm wondering when that's gonna happen. And then it yeah. never did. Like they just you just let them have the fight, which was probably one of the best like one on one superhero supervillain fights they've had in the franchise so far. Like, yeah, it actually felt like. I don't know. I actually felt like there was actual weight to it and stuff like that. Like there's yeah. a consequence and I don't yeah, know. Absolutely. It was very well done. So like all of it, all of the action scenes felt like they had consequence to them. Like you could really tell that Peter, like Peter was just like trying to sort of figure shit out as he went along. And luckily he's pretty fucking resilient. So he could yeah. get hurt and he could get thrown around and be okay. But he definitely made a lot of like mistakes and shit. And you could tell that he was just trying to sort of figure shit out as he went along. Yeah, it definitely had like those moments where like, and I th- they didn't lean in as hard into this as they could have. Where like, he has that kind of stubborn teenagerness about him, where he's like, mm-hmm. "I'm doing the right thing. I just got to figure out my own thing." But I'm not, I'm not, a, I'm not doing it wrong. Whereas like Iron Man's like, "No, dude, I've been down this road. You're doing it wrong. Like, we can help <laughs> you." You know what I mean? Like, especially having like bad boy Tony Stark come in and be the guy who's like, "There's ways you can fuck this up, and I have done them all." Because yeah totally has <laughs> like take my advice and don't be a fucking stubborn teenager but he still is kind of in ways a stubborn teenager so he is but it's not like tropey levels of it right? yeah exactly but they, that's what i mean like they pull back just yeah. just from the point of it being like oh he's gonna be fucking annoying about this kind of yeah. thing and like he's- that's why i really liked his interaction with tony when tony was like if you're nothing without the suit you don't deserve it like he wasn't mm. some whiny bitch he was just kind of like you know, a regular reaction to someone being like, no, 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 no. This is like a part of who I am. Yeah. 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 And that's the thing too. Like, especially Spider-Man, like him, that did, that was maybe one of the things that kind of bothered me is like him thinking he needed the suit to do it, which is not something he ever needed in the comics. Like he makes the suit himself, like in the comics, all that stuff's like home built kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So like to say like, I need the suit. I was like, well, Okay, I guess. But that's that's why they showed him making his own web formula because, like, even Stark couldn't make that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, they had to give him something that tied him to Marvel. That's what I mean, though. Like, they 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 did that so that like Stark, it's a Stark tech suit and stuff, and I understand the reasoning for doing that. But like to have him say like I'm nothing without the suit is kind of like not really true because he still has all those fucking incredible powers with even without that special suit so but yeah. he's so used to the suit like he's 15 he, he doesn't had it for think five anything minutes. of himself he doesn't think anything of himself he's allowed I, th- I actually thought that that added just the right amount of dramatic effect because it would make him depressed you know like it would have to be it's a coming of age without like stamping it on your face like 
Yeah. yeah. No, you're right. But like he also, I don't know. He doesn't necessarily need the suit. So like when he says that, I'm like, nah, doesn't yeah. need That's it. That's why he kills it at the end with the suit that he made at the beginning with like the. Exactly. Because he figures mm-hmm. out how to do it God on his own. Everything, yeah. So he yeah. had to say that, Mark, for the conclusion to be as powerful as it was. Fair enough. And Mark, you were just talking about like sort of, you know, he has sort of his own innate powers. I just noticed that they really didn't touch on Spidey sense at all. Nope. Not at all. I bet that'll be a development that comes in the next movie. It could be, or it could just be like, they don't, you know, they don't really talk about it, but it's just like why he, why his response time is so good kind of thing. I don't think they ever have to like actually draw any attention to it. Like they don't, you don't need lines coming out of his head kind of thing. No, did they really, (laughs) did they really draw super close attention to it in the amazing, I know they did in the Raimi movies, but I don't remember them like Uh, really going crazy with it within the amazing movies. Maybe, yeah, maybe a little bit, but not much in the, in the Garfield movies. Yeah. I I I know. No, it's okay. I I was just going to say, I think the Raimi movies, they, they used it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Significantly. But like, I think I don't, it's gonna come with puberty. You don't think he's hit puberty? He's like, 15. no. I mean, like, I mean, like, it's gonna or sixteen I, or whatever. I think it'll develop. Like, yeah. well, you're almost talking like okay. secondary mutation. It may just be something right. he notices in the next movie, like where he's reacting quicker or something like that, because he was moving and avoiding stuff. But I guess he didn't notice. I don't know what danger. See, the thing is, like, what, what constitutes danger? Is it just something that like he doesn't want to happen around yeah. him? That he notices, because, like, he didn't notice Genki in his room. Fuck. Ned. Sorry, I'm going to keep calling him that. He didn't notice Ned in his Gen- room. Genki, for an Asian character, sounds, like, vaguely racist. Yeah. It's a real name. Why is it Genki, know. like, in Arrested Development? No, 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 no. G-A-N-K-E. So. I may be making up that pronunciation. Somebody can correct me if they want. But anyway. Um, but, yeah, but between that, like, him not noticing Ned... Yeah, and then uh, not noticing Aunt May at the end either. Like once he gets into the suit, like yeah, that's true. Be the kind of thing the Spider Sense would like pick up yeah, on, absolutely. maybe, or be like at least in the the more cartoony versions of Spider Man, he'd be like, oh, that's gonna make me uncomfortable or put me out. So the mm-hmm. Spider Sense would go off. So how great would it be though if that was something that like he goes to Stark next movie and it's just like, did you like update my suit because I'm getting all these like weird, weird feelings. Weird- Feelings, and that would be hilarious for Stark to be like weird feelings. What are you talking about? Is that just like, yeah? Are you going through puberty finally? Yeah. Did your balls drop, Peter? Yeah. Like yeah. Hair, hair growing in places that wasn't. Yeah. Do we have to have the talk? I yeah, actually, it would be, be cool be... to watch him sort of adapt to it because, like, imagine if he just was like it would it would add a nice element of still growing into Spider Man for the next movie. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, because they don't really talk about. I guess how long would he have been Spider Man then? Because like, if Civil War just happened, I don't know. Yeah. He's I only been, been Spider-Man least, for a few months. Some feels, yeah, I guess it's just been... I don't know. I'd have to look and like see what the timeline is. But I guess even if it was a year, you'd still be kind of figuring shit out, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. That's but, why uh, I'm hoping it's a second in, in like secondary... Like a secondary sense. mutation or something yeah. like that? No, it'd be cool. Because like, he's never really... I mean, he hasn't been in any like super like life-threatening situation yet. So it'd be cool if it's something. I mean, maybe like the end battle with with uh, yeah with Vulture, but that he was already engaged in kind of thing. Yeah, I was gonna say like he'd already he already knew there was danger, so he maybe didn't notice. The only thing I could yeah. think of maybe it didn't twinge when he opened the door, kind of thing. Like he he opened the door and reacted the way whatever. Whereas like if you were gonna do like actively play with spider sense, yeah, he would be like, why is my spider sense going off while I'm picking up my prom date? And then the door opens, kind of thing. Like that would be something you would probably yeah. play into where yeah, it's not on great. the spider sense at all yeah so yeah 
I noticed that too. Like, right, like halfway through the movie, I was like, they haven't done any Spider Sense shit. But yeah. Huh. It is a weird power. It is kind of a weird power to kind of explain to people because it's almost precognition. Like, it doesn't actually have any. Like, the only reason spiders react that way is because they just detect vibrations in the air and stuff yeah. like that. So, yeah. I guess if he's noticing that, 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 that if he's just noticing vibrations in the air, you're always going to be fucking on the alert for danger and stuff. So. Well, that's why I'm hoping we, we see him learn how to control it. Yeah. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Can you imagine his first kiss and, like, his spidey senses like go crazy. That would be it. That's a that's a that's a pretty big Spider-Man trope. You're actually talking. Actually, you know what? That's yeah. probably when it'll happen. It's just for he'll have his first uh, like Spidey sense attack right when he's having his first kiss. <laughs> uh, yeah, and that's I also. Think, I think that's how it happened in the Ultimate Universe. Actually, nice. That's also a, a trope for uh, Superman as well. Like he gets like his heat vision or something like that. Mm-hmm. Like when he's uh, you aroused, know, aroused, for aroused for the first time, kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. Who was uh, it? Was it in um, Smallville where he burns up the fucking classroom? Yeah. Because it <laughs> it's like, Smallville. is it Kelly Brook or somebody like that? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I can't remember, but yeah, it definitely was in Smallville. Yeah. Um, speaking of which, do you see? Uh, this is sort of a tangent. Do you see Erica Durance is going to be uh, taking over taking the over for Allura on yeah. uh, Supergirl? Eric yeah. Durance, for those of our listeners that don't know, was the one that played Lois Lane on Smallville. Yeah. So they're bringing in more uh, sort of legacy Superman TV show car- or, uh, actors now. Who's she replacing? Um, uh, Allura. Mom. Well, yeah. the mom slash sister, like the mom slash aunt. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's Kara's uh, Kara's mother. Yeah. Yeah. And um, her identical twin. Yeah. So... Uh, yeah, I guess the actress had other commitments or something like that, so couldn't continue with it. So I don't know how. I don't know if they're going to explain it or whatever, but yeah, I like Erica Durance. So that's fine. I'll watch Erica Durance in a skin tight outfit. I got no problem with yeah. that. <laughs> Indeed. Yeah. Um, let's She's actually, I like, I, this is totally like, we're still talking about something that's a total tangent, but she was a good Lois. I liked her as Lois. Yeah, I thought so too. Um, in, a, in a show that I had multitudes of problems with, I never had a problem with her as Lois. So. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, let's see. So <clears throat> there were a shit ton of fucking Easter eggs and stuff like that. Uh, so I think we could definitely spend some time talking about those. Far away. <clears throat> and te- teases and that sort of thing. So for starters, we got a tease of uh, Matt Gargan, who will probably at some point become the Scorpion. And we may very well finally get a Sinister Six movie, which they've been trying to make happen for a long time. Also becomes Venom. So there's there's that, too. Yeah, um, so Matt Gargan uh, was the uh, the Breaking Bad actor, and I can't remember his name. Um, Breaking yes. Bad and Better Call Saul uh, actor. Um, he clearly had a fucking like scorpion tattoo on his neck, and yep. and ends up in jail with uh, Michael Keaton or with uh, Tombs at the end. Tombs, so yeah. that is pretty fucking clear that they're they're leaning that way for a sequel kind of thing. Even if they use him as a cold open, like the way, even if he was in the movie the way the Shocker was in this movie. Yeah. Which I really liked, like, just, like, not playing it up too much, just having him be like, you're the shocker now, like, fucking hand the guy the gloves, which was a good little, like, villain turn, too, where he, like... Totally. Like, he shoots him and fucking annihilates him, and is like, wait, wasn't that the gravity gun? Like, fuck, like, I didn't mean to do that exactly, yeah, but I got... I, like, now, now I just gotta roll with it, like, you just... <laughs> what do you do, right? Like... Yeah. Well, I think that's what, makes, Oops. that's what makes a good villain, at least in this universe, because, like, that's why Doc Ock was so good, right? 
because he had depth to him. He didn't really want to kill anyone. He was a you know a family man who just really wanted to heal his wife mistake. and makes a mistake, and that mistake gives him power that he's never felt before, and the power becomes more alluring, and you have to like you know um, see if there's any chance for rehabilitation. And I kind of like that in Vulture there was. Yeah. You know? Yeah. He respect. He didn't like Spider Man at all. He hated him, but he respected them. I don't even think he hated him. Like I think he was just like because he makes it pretty clear in like in the fucking like awesome scene. He's just like, if you stay the fuck out of my way, we have no problem. Like I don't care that you're around. You can go do your Spider Man shit. Just stay the fuck away from me. Just like I'm just out here trying to fucking do right by my family and provide exactly keep them in the lifestyle they're accustomed to. And if you fuck with that, I'll come for you. He was screwed out of like a lot of work. Oh yeah, exactly. That's what I said. Like his motivation is one of the best ones for a Marvel villain that that we've had yet. Mm-hmm. And it actually kind of makes like he and it's funny because it's like it wasn't Spider Man who created Spider Man's villain. It was fucking Iron Man who did it. Like that was well, it was the perfect. Avengers? Well, no, because um, Iron Man Stark. like Tony Stark owns Damage Control, right? The right. MCU, and he's the one who gets the exclusive contract to take that over. Yeah, and that thus like putting Tombs in the situation where he's got to like. Yeah. Start yeah. creating fucking weapons, right? So Iron Man creates Spider Man's first villain, which is yeah. actually pretty cool. And I do like that they like the way they're playing it by having him meet uh, Gargan in jail and stuff like that. Like it makes him. I'm fine with if they're not going to do any Norman Osborn stuff and they're going to make him the center of the Sinister Six, um, like the Michael Keaton character. Mm-hmm. Can't pick a better fucking actor at this point to do that with, right? Like, yeah, if he's going to be in all these fucking movies. Yeah, just sign me the fuck up. I'm in. Yeah, exactly. So. Now he's now he actually has real beef with uh, with Peter and uh, Spider Man, and he knows who he is. Like yeah, he gets exactly. to play all the Norman Osborn tropes without going back to like gliders and fucking weird shitty masks, split, like, split personality and shit yeah. like that. And, just yeah. like angry and knows what he's doing and is going to come after you now. So. And has access to crazy tech and the Tinker and everything. Yeah, yeah. not actually Which was a hero, just tech. Yeah, which is, well, that's kind of an MCU trope at this point. Like, a lot of this stuff is just tech, right? So, mm-hmm. mm. But I did, can we just talk really quick about how amazing that scene was in the car? Yeah. Yeah, well, we should, yeah. That, that was I super to fucking that. tense. <laughs> well, that whole sequence, like, from when he opens the door at, yeah. like, at the house, the whole way through, like, the car ride was just like, who the fuck is the genius who wrote this shit? Yeah, it was, yeah. that was just like fucking edge of your seat shit. Yeah. Like, what like, the fuck is going to happen? All the money. Because yeah. they just, like, that was, I haven't been that tense in a movie theater since, like, I can't even remember the last time I was that, like, engaged with something going on in a theater like that. I was pretty tense during Alien Covenant. Mm. Yeah, see, like, those movies, <laughs> I'm like, I know where shit's coming from at this point. Like, it's been done so many sure. times. And I'm like, oh, this is a little rote, but, like, that I was like, fuck, this is so good. And like <laughs> the slow like Keaton plays that scene so well where he's just slowly building to like, wait, he's figuring he figures the whole thing out like yeah. over the course of that scene. Like yeah. he puts it all together while he's sitting in the car with him. You're just like he plays it like I don't know, what? Chris, you're the actress, right? Like fucking yeah. like how good was he that whole scene? Like just slowly putting it together and you can see him putting it together on his face as he's mm-hmm. like asking the little probing questions and like What I enjoyed watching down was Peter's glimmer, or like first Peter's fear yeah. and how, you know, it came off as this awkward teen, but how you saw him like calculating in the car until... What can I do? How do I get out yeah. of this? Yeah. But it was it was when um, 
he started when um oh crap what was michael keaton's character Tombs. Name again? victor tombs, tombs thank you um when tombs started asking him the questions the just the fear and the intimidation play was so interesting because peter was never trying to what i liked about it was that the character was never trying to overcome tombs he wasn't trying to be smarter than him even though he's kind of the smart mouthy character sometimes um he knew the position he was in and like didn't do anything stupid yeah it was just it was a balancing act of you know um intimidation and it was the fact that like tombs used the fact that he was a dad a father like a father um an experienced tech genius now someone who wasn't afraid to break the rules someone who was going to do whatever it took to um maintain his family's happiness and lifestyle like peter as a 15 year old he gave him like he threw all this artillery at him that a 15 year old could never handle because he would never have any idea like what that stake meant yeah but um, what I really liked about Michael Keaton, too, was the just the levelness of it. It was his eyes. You were watching his eyes mm-hmm. the whole time. Yeah, Keaton, Keaton's, like... Super expressive. Yeah, he's, um, I don't know, like, I don't know where, where, like... He's always a decent actor, but I feel like since Birdman, he's just, like... Birdman. I am, like... He's gotten Maybe to that age where, like, you... What's that? Maybe he just needs to play Birdman forever. I guess. Maybe that's <laughs> his thing. Maybe the Batman thing wasn't his thing. He actually needed, like... He was like, "I this feels almost right, but it's not quite the right wing creature." And now he's got it right. Yeah, that's funny, Mark. I don't know. Uh, we've talked a little bit about this whole uh, new DC metal storyline, but mm-hmm. apparently that's one of the really big like themes behind it is birds versus bats. Oh, really? Yeah. So they're bringing like the hawk, uh, Hawkman and Hawkgirl back into the DCU, and so. And I think they're also playing off like Court of Owls and stuff I was like say, that. Like, so. That sounds more like the Owls if you're dealing with Batman. I know this. I know Metal's more like DCU wide as opposed to. But like, it's very Batman focused. Yeah. So isn't that just the DCU now though? <laughs> like, yeah. True enough. So. Um. But yeah. No. That that scene was just fucking outstanding. Like the the tension in it was just super palpable. It was like a Hitchcock shot. Like it was so it was. well shot too. Like it was a Hitchcock scene. Like yeah. every angle like meant something. And like yeah, the really nice little subtle score going on underneath it, like raising the tension on top of everything else. Mm-hmm. I even like like when he gets out of the car, he subtly goes for a gun. Like I don't even know if anybody. I I knew a couple people didn't even notice he grabbed a gun and put yeah. it like had it in his hand, yep. standing there. Like his, if his, he makes uh, it out of his glove box or whatever. He was or whatever yeah. Like if he makes a move, he can just like fucking cap him. Like that was I was like that's. This is pretty creepy. Like, he's, I don't know if you, I, like, what do you see? And especially if you're walking by, what do you see, right? You just see, like, some random old guy talking to Peter in the yeah. car, right? And, like, you had no idea, like, like the level of fucking, like, suspense that's going on inside the car. So, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Like I said, give those fucking writers all the money because that was, like, super well done. So, yeah, absolutely. Um, all right, let's go back to Easter eggs. This one, I don't know if it was intended or not, but I definitely noticed it going through, but there was a uh, uh, a girl in Peter's school in one of the opening shots that was dressed all in black and had, like, dyed silver hair. And I was like, are you really teasing Black Cat? Yeah. Did you catch that? Yeah, I caught it. Okay. Yeah. But she's not, like, she doesn't, like, go to high school with Peter ever, does she? 
No, no, no. Uh, the part of the joke of the black cat character, um, and this is the 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 movie's drawing very heavily from the ultimate run since it's a more the most modern retelling of his origin kind of thing, like and like that original kind of setting, like in high school. Um, mm-hmm. The joke with, with the with the black cat in the comics is usually that she's a little bit older than Peter, so when she starts lusting after Spider Man, not Peter, but like just lusting after the guy in the costume, yeah, and then she finds out that it's a teenager. He's, he's a teenager. He kind of <laughs> fucks her up for a little while. So, mm-hmm. like in the ultimate book, she fucking throws up on him. Like they kiss, <laughs> they kiss, and then she barfs on him. It's fucking hysterical. I want to see that. I want to reimagine that uh, Kirsten Dunst scene with uh, him barfing on her while while after. Well, she pulled his mask down and realized that he's a sixty-eight year old man under that mask. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, do you guys, I'm sure you guys picked up on the, uh, old, um, Spider-Man cartoon theme during the Marvel logo. Oh yeah, absolutely. That was that, so actually, good. I wanted to talk about the weird, um, just, and this may be just like a production thing, but I was thrown by how late the Marvel logo thing happened. Cause they start with the, the Sony logo mm-hmm. and then there's the teaser, like the little, like, uh, damage control scene. Yeah. And then, and then the, Marvel. the Marvel logo was like, because when they started into the movie, I'm like, boy, where the fuck's the Marvel logo? Like, this is an MCU movie. Where's my yeah. Marvel logo? That's I need true. my fanfare, boys. Let's do this thing. And they, they they made me wait for it. So, yeah. Which took a second to like. Yeah. Um, We had that jet leaving Avengers HQ that we don't know who was on it or where they were going. Could be. That, yeah. Like at that point, that team's like 98 people. So. <laughs> But it also could very easily be Thor heading off to space to That's true. his next adventure, which is the next Marvel movie. That's true. I feel like he wouldn't need that. Wouldn't he just be able to use like the Bifrost or something? True. Well, maybe. No, because, uh, I mean, um, Asgard gets all fucked up in Ragnarok, right? So maybe well, he can't maybe. get, maybe the Bifrost is closed. Maybe I guess like, yeah, you, we don't know where the timeline of the, all this stuff falls either, right? Like they're yeah. they're so big on like hopscotching around the fucking uh, time, like the the timeline in the different movies. Like apparently there's a big gap between like the first and second acts of Doctor Strange and like the third act of Doctor Strange. Like there's a big mm-hmm. time period like where it's one of them's pre Civil War and the other's after Civil War and shit like that, and you just don't really know because you're. I'm sure they'll at some point be like, this is how all of it works. Somebody will write it out and tell us how it's supposed to work. But yeah, yeah, it could be anybody. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, they had some really nice uh, little, little tiny nods as well. Like uh, Bruce Banner was uh, one of the pictures like on the wall of famous scientists in Peter's classroom. And so was Howard Stark. Uh, yeah, but also the guy who created the super soldier serum was in there too. Uh, I noticed. Um, Erskine. Erskine. Yeah. yeah Erskine. Those was in nice. there too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the principal was, well, it's the same actor. Um, I can't remember the character's name, but he had the picture of his grandfather from First Avenger. Yeah. Up on the uh, wall, which was like, I was like, that's a pretty good nod. He's a good actor yeah. too. I'm glad they like, keep bringing him around. So, yeah. I guess he was in a couple episodes of S.H.I.E.L.D. that I didn't see. So, nice. Um, let's see. What else do we have? I'm going through a list now of, uh, yeah. of Easter eggs from the movie because there, there was a lot of stuff in yeah. there. Yeah. I didn't. I, didn't, I wouldn't be in it enough to pick it up. Yeah, Cindy that's... Moon, apparently. Cindy Moon. Uh, oh, I guess there's a 
let's see, Liz's friend Cindy. Uh, I guess Cindy Moon is another character that uh, ends up bitten by the uh, same spider that bit Peter. Oh. Oh, is that Silk? Uh, I'm not sure what her name is. I think, it's, I think it's Silk. Maybe. Um, some of the more modern Spider-Man stuff. I'm not super up to. Up yeah. On. Uh, yes. Yeah, it is Silk. It is Silk. Okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah, there was a lot of stuff. Like even like Betty Brant being like on the uh, the news thing mm-hmm. in the school and stuff like that. Little like hints out to stuff. Yeah, Betty Brant. It's always yeah. alliterative. I couldn't remember the name. Yeah, Betty Brandt. Uh, let's see. <clears throat> yeah, Martin Starr, who's Mar- Mr. Harrington, who I guess is actually, well, he's actually part was already part of the. Uh, wait, wait. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. I'm figuring this out. It was, uh, I guess, the same. I'm, is it Martin Starr? Yeah, Martin Starr already showed up in the MCU. Well, maybe not the MCU. But uh, he was in the the 2008 Incredible Hulk with Edward Norton. Oh. That's in the MCU. Is it? That, yeah, that counts still. Even though it's Mark Ruffalo. Is, uh... it's, in the, it's in the box set. It counts. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let's see. Yeah, the Stanley cameo was good. That's not I like really that. a fucking Easter egg at this point. Barely an Easter egg anymore. Yeah. yeah. Um, there was a Korean Church of Asgard. I, yeah, I actually noticed that while I was watching the movie, and like, because it's outside right, the right next the to the Thai restaurant, right next to the Thai restaurant. Yeah, and I was like, I guess that makes sense. Like the ramifications of all these characters showing up, and like seeing Thor is a god, right? Like, I guess they would start to, yeah, maybe worship them. Yeah. So. Yeah, I thought that was cool. Um, I don't know. Yeah, the Tinkerer we already talked about, although they never actually like, gave him that name. But uh, no, but the, na- the the name is character accurate. Like they say his actual name. It, it, at least it's in the credits. Like his yeah, it's, um, uh, Phineas Mason. Yeah, and they actually they actually call him Mason. I think in the movie. So yeah, we already talked about the Prowler and the nod to Miles Morales. Yeah. Um, well, a couple of like they were pretty heavy with the Miles Morales stuff because like yeah. I mean between I mean just having. <laughs> Just having Glover show up and do that bit um, yeah. was enough, but then like leaning into the fact that like they were just using the Genki character and turn- calling him Ned instead was like enough of a shout out for me. So yeah, I wonder where they'll take that. Ah, uh, who knows? They, they you know at some point if they want to kill him and swap the fucking kid into the suit, like that works for me too. Yeah, Tom Holland signed up for like nineteen movies though. So well, there and there were other there were other nods to. Uh, uh, Ultimate Spider-Man as well. Like there was uh, Bagley and Graffiti written yep. at one point. Uh, Bendis and Bagley are both in yeah. Graffiti in different points. They thank, um, they like in the at the end they thank Bendis Bagley. I mean they obviously thank Stan because like, he created the character <laughs> and Steve Ditko. Um, yeah. They also thanked um, Sarah Pacelli, who was the artist who co-created uh, the Miles Ultimate. Morales Ultimate Spider-Man mm. with. Um, Bendis. So. With Bendis, yeah. Yeah. Um, and the the suit that Tony tries to give him at the end, the updated suit, is basically the Ultimate Spider-Man suit as well, is it not? It's reminiscent. It's not identical, but it is much more like the, the red on black compared to like Peter's traditional suit, mm. um, which I've never done 100% properly anyway, because the suit's not supposed to be blue. It's black, like red and black. Right. The way the... The real Spider-Man suit is supposed to work. Like that's the way it was originally drawn with blue because of 
limitations of the form and kind of stuff. Like they would use blue as highlights to kind of show definition and stuff like that. But when they got around to it, most of the guys just got lazy and it started getting filled with blue. And then now the spidey fucking costume is red and blue and that's kind of iconic that way. But <laughs> the original design is like red and black, which yeah. is why like whenever they do new takes on it, a lot of times the guys are always like, no, just do red and black the way it's supposed to be. So like yeah. the Miles Morales one is mostly black. And then like the superior Spider-Man from a couple years ago was uh, black and red. And then... Even the Alex Ross design that most of these things are based on is usually primarily black, like black and red. So, um, the other really big one, uh, big Easter egg, uh, was the um, the scene where Peter ha- basically has like the warehouse fall down on him and uh, the water yeah. pouring down over him, and he has to like push it off of him. That's like a direct take from like a classic Spider-Man story. It's Amazing Spider-Man thirty-three, I guess, which is a Steve Ditko. Uh, art. Uh, did you did you catch the little joke? Um, I don't know if it's like you call it an Easter egg, but it's a little like shot at Deadpool during the no. uh, while they're no. while they're playing fuck Mary kill in the thing. Oh yeah, and Liz oh, yeah. is like and Liz is like, oh I I I, I like I like she had a thing for Spider Man. So you don't yeah. know what he could look like under that mask. <laughs> yeah. He could be all burned and shit. <laughs> he could be all disfigured or whatever. Yeah, that was really I was good. Like, yeah, fuck you, Ryan Reynolds. Except I love <laughs> you. <so." laughs> I did catch that. Yeah, that was good. Yeah. Um, and then I guess the biggest Easter eggs were the little, uh, Captain America, uh, videos that came in detention. And then the, the, like, like the post credit scene, this thing was fucking hilarious. I was losing my mind. Some people in the theater, I don't know if anybody else actually got this, but a couple people in the theater, we were like, fucking seriously, we waited around for this. Cause it was like. To be basically chastised for waiting around. Yeah, after they've trained us for 16 fucking movies to do that, (laughs) they give a shit for it at the end of one. Patience is an important lesson to learn. Sometimes it's not worth waiting around. Sometimes it doesn't pay off. (laughs) Sometimes it doesn't pay off at all. That was great. Oh, it was so fucking funny. And you can tell, uh, what's his name, Evans is just like really enjoying getting to play like the cheese ball fucking side of Captain America when he's doing that kind of shit and like Taking shots at the audience and yeah. stuff like that. Just enjoy many, every second of it. How many more of these do we have to do? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was just, I love the cap motif throughout the whole thing. Yeah. Well, you got to get them in there because, like, they never get a chance to, like, it's going to be a while. I'm not sure if they'll ever get a chance to really play the Captain America, like, Spider-Man dynamic. Like, mm-hmm. because of the way, like, the characters be kind of, like, shunted over to, like, he's a war criminal and shit like that. You'll never get that young hero gets to fucking meet like ostensibly the Superman of his universe, right? Like the, the morally upstanding, like moral compass center of that fucking universe. The new, like the new kid may not get a chance to like play against Evans to do that. Right. Which would be, hopefully they'll get a chance to do that in Avengers a little bit. Cause that would be the one thing I think would be civil war two. Mm-hmm. Electric Boogaloo. Electric Boogaloo. Yeah. <laughs> but that would be a big regret for me. Like, if they don't have a chance to have, like, especially now that it feels like they're going to be, like, Peter will be kind of the center of the Mar- the MCU going forward, along with, like, Doctor Strange kind of thing. Yeah. If they don't have a chance to, like, play him. They're playing him off Tony a lot, but, like, to not have him play off Cap, which in the comics is a big deal to Peter, would be kind of disappointing. So. Especially if he's there when he fucking dies. So. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. Um, all right. Well, we've already teased talking about this earlier. I feel like we need to talk about Michelle slash MJ. Mm-hmm. Well, they didn't. They didn't like Liz. The whole the whole time, like the Liz character, you're thinking it's Liz Allen. And I don't know if they ever actually call her Liz Allen, but 
not Liz Allen, Liz Toomes, right? Liz Toomes, yeah. So it's not even, none of the characters are anybody that you're used to seeing in Peter's supporting. I mean, like Aunt May aside. And even then, she's like smoking fucking hot, which is like the weirdest <laughs> boner you're going to have all summer. <laughs> so like. Says you. I take that as a challenge. <laughs> <laughs> um, so they, they rearranging things so that it's not like the fucking Spider-Man universe we're all used to. You know what? Like, would it be cool? Would it be is the purist in me a little bummed out that I'm not going to get to see them play like in the MCU, all these tropes that like I'm so used to in Spider-Man. Yeah. Kinda. But am I fine with a little bit of a fresh take? Yeah, I guess so too. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it lets me, it, it lets me go into these movies and be surprised, which you, yeah. I usually don't get to happen. Right. So, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's not that uh, ridiculous to think that there might be two people nicknamed MJ in this fucking universe kind of thing. Nope. So sure, make her one. Like I liked her character. I don't yeah. think she's Mary Jane by any stretch because, you know, and I'm, it's not because of her race or skin color or whatever. It's just because I think we've had this conversation on the podcast before. Like Mary Jane is just like this sort of outgoing, bubbly, bombastic, like yeah, party curvy, curvy, vivacious uh, uh, character kind of thing that yeah. is just the exact like the exact opposite of the Zendaya character of Michelle. Yeah. I don't know anything about Zendaya. <laughs> I, I honestly, half this cast, I'm just like, this is just a bunch of fuck. These may, they could have all been yeah. like super famous yeah. Nickelodeon stars, and I'd have been like, I have no fucking idea who any of these kids are. Zendaya, I'm pretty sure was a Disney Channel star, and I only know that because of like you know tangential, pervert. tangential pervert. Disney stuff. Okay, like, pervert. <laughs> <laughs> like they occasionally will have like the Disney Channel stars like in the parks and stuff like that, and that's mm-hmm. about the only time that I'm ever I am ever see them. But, uh, yeah, so the name at least sounded familiar. Yeah. Um, I was just like, who? But I did like her uh, her portrayal a lot. Yeah. She's pretty funny, but like, she's barely a character. She's just a joke. Like, yeah. every time she shows, she doesn't do anything. She just shows no. up and says shitty things the to finger Peter. finger thing is yeah. so great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was fucking, that was fucking hilarious. <laughs> so, like, if she's going to be his love interest going forward and isn't the real MJ, then fine. Like, whatever. Like, what are you yeah. going to do? Yeah, I mean, we've had a... I won't say a good, but a decent uh, on-screen MJ and a pretty fucking good Gwen Stacy. We had a really good Gwen Stacy. We did yeah. not have a. We had an adequate at best MJ. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm so. still waiting for uh, a really. I would see that's the one thing I would like a really good. Because they never, they never really played the, they never played the triangle between the three characters either. Which yeah. I mean, maybe stretching fucking plausibility to have like. Two smoking hot girls go after nerdy Peter Parker, but I mean, <laughs> whatever. Yeah, nerdy's cool these days, guys. Cool know. These days. But yeah. he's like awkward nerdy. Like he's not even like he's socially awkward to the point where like I can understand people making fun of him. Like yeah. I wouldn't, but like I get that he's more awkward than the other ones. Or well, maybe not as awkward as fucking forty nine year old fucking Tobey Maguire trying to pretend he's a high school kid. <laughs> It's not it's, uh, really not not <laughs> on board with that, that one. Go. Not fucking letting that one go, guys. <laughs> <laughs> He's um, like 62. I don't understand. <laughs> oh, gosh. All right. Well, we've jerked this bad boy off for a good, like, fucking hour at this point. Did, did either of you guys have any even, like, minor gripes that we haven't already talked about? Um, I... No, I thought the pacing was good. Um, I was a little... Uh, I don't know. I... I really enjoyed it. I don't know why it's not my favorite. I can't tell you why it's not my favorite, 
but I like it's probably my top two or three spot. All right. Okay, when you you were talking about it earlier, like, are you saying like is compared to other Spider-Man movies or compared to the rest of the MCU is where you're? Oh, other Spider-Man movies. Okay, okay, this is definitely my favorite Spider-Man movie. Yeah, I'd um, probably say mine as well. I just I, love like the only one it's got two. any competition from is two. Yeah, see, two is excellent. Two is really yeah. good. I it was um, for me it was the villain in two. I loved Doc Ock. I loved that story. Yeah. I yeah. hated Kirsten Dunst, but I like. Um, <laughs> I just really enjoyed that, and I thought that that was one of the best, like, it was one of the best superhero movies for a long time. Yeah, it's definitely, like, top ten superhero movies of all time, too. Like, it stands alone very well, too. Like, it's one of the ones that I can go to. It's like The Dark Knight. Like, I can go and just, like, watch that one movie without having to be like, I'm going to watch the whole series. Like, I'm just going to watch this one. Yeah, Yeah. so. But I feel like Homecoming, I don't know if Homecoming will have the same kind of effect, either, because it's so... Steeped it's pretty in tied MCU. into the rest. Yeah, well, but it's steeped in the MCU. It's mm. not that I I don't want to It's not that I didn't think it was a great movie, but it's a Marvel movie. You know, it was really fun. It had some great moments. The um effects were amazing. The actors were fantastic, but there's something about you know, you you expect certain things from Marvel now. You expect a certain type of movie. And they delivered that. They delivered that very well with Homecoming. Homecoming But they also awesome. delivered one of the best ones they've done, too. Like, it's I mean, true. yes, they're hitting that formula, but this is like, I don't think they've hit the formula this fucking well since like Iron Man. Which is why something. I'm not I'm not saying that I didn't really enjoy it. And in, in the grand scheme of Marvel movies, it's probably in my top four or five. Yeah. For sure, no question. But um comparatively as a Spider-Man movie. I still think I preferred two because a bit of nostalgia, but also because it was iconic. Homecoming is yeah, but the, great. But that's also like that you're 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 saying the same thing twice almost. You know what I mean? By saying it's iconic, it's that maybe because it's because you your nostalgia. Yeah. But I just I think that it, it was is a like I portrayal. do agree though. It is an amazing like the second one's a fucking fantastic movie. And I'm just like how old would you have been when that movie came out? Because that was like, what, 2002 was the first one? So 2004 was the second one-ish? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where would that have put you? Like, early teens? Yeah. Yeah, that would have been... So that would have hit you right in the nostalgia, whatever, gland. But I still think that it held up well comparatively to a lot of other superhero movies for a reason. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So, I I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I think... Entertainment wise, I just I don't know what I would choose. I I really and I I don't know. I thought that this was just too different to be compared to that. It felt like two completely different universes. Well, they are two yeah. completely different. Which universes. they are, yeah. But and I mean, they're, I mean, they're very different stylistically as well, right? Like yeah. Raimi versus this is like, <laughs> very. Different. I mean, the, I don't know. If well, you this is very much an MCU movie <laughs> versus like Raimi's movies being so self-contained. And that's what I'm saying is that like uh, Raimi not only is a fantastic director and I, I love like a lot of his stuff, even though some of it has been pretty crap back there. Including but, um, the third Spider-Man movie. We don't talk about the third Spider-Man movie. <laughs> well, um, we it, might one day, so. <laughs> but to me, it's that. Yeah, there's, Spider-Man there's an episode, sequels. terrible sequels. Yeah. yeah. I don't even know if they're terrible sequels. I was just thinking like, we just pick fucking like movie series and talk about them that we've all seen so that we could yeah. like jerk off the dark Knight at one point, which we've never really had a chance <laughs> to do except for me randomly dropping it into uh, episode <laughs> mentions. 
Yeah, all my <laughs> conversations pretty much. Or like the Spider-Man movies where like you could have that conversation about like why it fell off so hard in the third one. Anyway, this one, yeah, like I don't know. I don't I understand where you're coming from because I do like think the second Spider-Man movie is an out like an amazing movie. I think I'm so caught up in the MCU mythology now that like this gets shot that that shot in the arm. It's new also it which feels like helps. a comic book universe, right? Yeah, it feels like a comic book universe, which is something that like and everything. Exactly, which is like something that like, and not to like, I'm not taking a shot, but like you may not be looking for the way Tim and I are looking for that, right? Like Mm -hmm. the fact that they're doing this giant contiguous universe just gets guys like Tim and I like right in the fucking nerd heart. Like that's amazing. Like whenever you see one of these random movies and then fucking Robert Downey Jr. walks in playing Tony Stark, you're just like, fuck yeah, this, it's all fucking connected guys. I love this shit. Like I get so excited for that. So like any little mention of that, like, it's like, especially even the Captain America stuff, right? Like Captain America just showing up in fucking training videos, which is so something they would, you would get Captain America to do. We're going to make these fucking garbage videos so that you can be like the moral fucking upstanding guy that tells the kids how to fucking do things right and eat their Wheaties and yeah. say their prayers and shit. Like, and he'd be like right out of world war two being like, absolutely. I'll help the fucking youngins out kind of thing. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Not realizing that everybody's going to be like, God, he's lame. Oh, this five, guy. Yeah, and then five seconds later, be like, that guy's a fucking war criminal. Yeah. <laughs> That's such yeah. a good line. That was such a good fucking It line. was. It was brilliant. <laughs> um, so, like, if you're not comparing it to the Spider-Man movies, so, like, where would, so you're saying top three in the MCU, oh, though? For me... Um, like, what's better in the MCU? Like, what do you guys think is better in the MCU? Winter Soldier? Okay, yeah, that Winter Soldier and Civil War is going to be the two that'll be way up there for me. Yeah, Civil War, yep. It's so funny that Captain America, like I never, nobody ever thought Captain America would be like the character that like caught everybody's attention, but like the linchpin to. But his his two sequels have been like the best fucking movies they've made. Well, I always prefer Iron Man because he's Robert Downey Jr. plays Tony Stark. I prefer Tony Stark to um, Captain America. Rogers, yeah, Rogers. But I'm I totally don't. team team Iron Man. Oh, yeah, I'm so. I don't I'm think totally the movies were as, as good as the. Captain. I still think the first Iron Man, and it, oh, maybe maybe this is nostalgia too, but like I still think that first Iron Man is like almost a perfect fucking movie. Like I think just hit they just destroy everything. Like they just hit it right out of the park in that first. They had to, to be fair, but they just did such a good job that it makes you know, me want to go fucking watch it again. <laughs> you know who one of my favorite characters from the MCU is? Then maybe we should have this discussion another time, but. From just from the movies is Ultron. Did you see they pull his fucking head out? That was like Ultron yeah. Prime's head. Yeah, the, there were a bunch of good nods in there. The yeah. in terms of the stuff that they were pulling out when he's when he's pulling shit out of fucking crates at damage control at the warehouse. Oh He pulls yeah. Ultron's head right out. Like, and it yeah. was Ultron Prime. Like, it was the main Ultron units. The yeah. original Ultron. Yeah. Yeah. But so I still James Spader really did such a friggin' phenomenal job with that character. We will. I don't know how we would frame that because it would be a very long episode of the podcast if we sat down and we're just like, let's just talk about the MCU. We'll have to do it like yeah, we have to frame. We'll do it in phases or something. Yeah, but even the phases are so fucking big. We're still in phase three. This has been like yeah. nineteen movies. No, only not nineteen. We'll do but it. Be eight movies. We'll sit down and do it like two or three movies at a time or something yeah. like that. I think it'd be really interesting to be like, especially comparing and contrasting like the the origin stories of like the phase one guys, like the original Avengers, versus mm-hmm. like. How they introduced now, like Ant Man, Doctor Strange, B list characters, like the secondary characters, and now Black Panther, like next, what is it, next summer, like that kind of thing. What's happening with Ant Man? 
There's a sequel. Man of the Wasp. Yeah, it's it's post uh, late. I think it's late 2018. Is it? Mm. Is it before? Um, I'm not sure if Infinity it's before or after Infinity War, but I think it is one of the 2018 movies. Is I it one of the 2018s? 20, I think 2018 is Black Panther, Infinity War, and Ant Man and the Wasp, but I'm not sure in what order. I uh, I think I think Infinity War is early May. It says 2018 on IMDb. I want to say Black Panther is like March or something like that, and then maybe Ant Man and the Wasp is like our July, like summer blockbuster. Oh, July 6, twenty eighteen. On the ball today. You are on the fucking ball. Look at you. <laughs> I think and I then, just I think I just saw like one of those like Marvel phases yeah. timelines earlier today or yesterday or something. <laughs> Why is the release date not popping up like it did on this one? <clears throat> yeah. February uh, 9th is the Black Panther. Black release. Panther, okay. And then Avengers fucking three. May, May 4th or 5th? Yeah, I think that's the May one. April 25th. Well, Netherlands, so that's the usually a week earlier. So, yeah. Or two weeks earlier. Still, that's early. Yeah. Huh. Um, all right. Well, I'll go ahead. I had one or two minor gripes. Um, one we already kind of talked about or Mark touched upon, which is the fact that like a couple of the big scenes from the fucking trailer weren't even in the goddamn movie. And apparently they were never meant to be in the fucking movie. Yeah. What? Like the, the scene with Iron Man and Spider-Man like flying through the city together. Oh, never yeah, was supposed happen. to be in the fucking movie. Yeah, and they're also, just shooting shit now. So like, because yeah. it's all CGI, they're just shooting shit and being like, this is for the trailer, like, exclusively for the trailer. Yeah, and the other, but the one that really bothered me was, uh, you guys remember that shot in the trailer of uh, the vulture uh, like crashing into like a hotel, like uh, atrium kind of thing? Yeah, the Batman shot. Yeah, so that was shot in the Marriott, which is one of the hotels where Dragon Con takes place in Atlanta. Last well, right, I remember you talking about that. Yeah, it's basically like that shot up that uh, like atrium is sort of called like the spine of Dragon Con because it kind of mm-hmm. looks like a you know long spine with all the vertebrae. And uh, and yeah, that fucking scene of Vulture crashing in was not in the fucking movie either. Yeah. Like that. Um, CGI that was shots clearly for the, for the trailer. Yeah. That was clearly where they shot the stuff where they were at like the quiz bowl competition kind of thing was mm-hmm. clearly at that hotel, but uh, they didn't actually have that vulture scene in there. So that was a little annoying to me, but I mean, that's this is funny because you're the one who's always complaining about trailers spoiling everything. And now they're doing, they're doing trailers specifically but, to avoid doing that. And you're upset now. <laughs> but Mark, you can't Mark, have it Mark both ways, this, Tim. <laughs> Mark and I had this conversation after the movie in that, like you can do it that way. You can have a a trailer that has just scenes from the movie, but it doesn't have like massive spoilers kind of thing. Agreed. Like just fucking look at the most recent Star Wars trailers, like for Force Awakens and Rogue One and now Last Jedi. Like I have no fucking idea what's gonna happen in Last Jedi. I just know that I'm fucking on board to see it. I'm gonna venture to guess Luke Luke gets into a lightsaber fight with somebody. I think <laughs> yeah. I just spoil the movie for you. <laughs> But, uh, but yeah, so, I mean, I think it is possible to do it. It's just a matter of, like, and you don't have to just fucking shoot shit that's not going to end up in the movie kind of thing. See, I'm fine with it, because, like, I don't know where, where you're going to put that fucking shot, but it is my desktop right now, like. <laughs> Fair enough. The two of them swooping, because, like, that's just, like, that's one of the coolest fucking things I've ever seen. Like, I'm so yeah. happy with that, like, image of the two of them just, like, working mm-hmm. together. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Um. And then the other one I had was, uh, and I, I think I've we've talked about this on past Marvel movies. The score was nothing crazy for me. It was They're never it was all right. It was serviceable. The soundtrack itself was pretty solid. Yeah, I loved all the Ramones, man. The Ramones was just like 
That was mm-hmm. awesome. The whole Puss Creep Bop thing while he's swinging around, like just doing shit. She gave yeah. me a churro. It's like, that's fucking <laughs> hilarious. Did you yeah. know? Did you see the story? Um, this is only minorly a tangent. Um, the guy, the old guy with the fucking boombox when he does the backflip was the, the punk from the Star Trek from, 4. Yeah. Yep. Totally blew yeah, my the, fucking the, mind the when punk, I saw that. The punk in the back of the bo- bus playing the playing the music. Yep. Yeah. Boombox. yeah. Yeah, that was him. It's the same guy. Yeah, I did see yeah, that. Because he was doing an interview this week being like, I hope this happens all the time so I can retire early. <laughs> like, yeah. Good for you, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> I but, guess uh, um, Kevin Feige's a big fucking Trekkie, too. So Yeah. Give him the fucking Star Trek universe, too. Let him manage that <laughs> shit for me. Uh, but yeah, those are the only two things that I could really come up with uh, that I I was like, yeah, these are didn't work 100% for me. But I mean, they weren't anything that killed the movie for me by any stretch. What about you, Christy? Any, any I, already said, I already said my stuff. Well, I was wondering if right. you had any more. Um, no, I thought it was a really strong movie. All right, well, let's let's move on then to uh, just final thoughts and let's maybe give an overall rating, like say an out of 10 of what you thought. And maybe maybe if we can place it, where in the Marvel pantheon you would place this film? You guys go first. I need to think. <laughs> I'm going to say a solid, like, at least nine, maybe even a nine and a half out of ten. Like, this was damn near a fucking perfect movie for me. Um, if it had, like, a really solid score, like, with a really memorable theme or something like that, that would have maybe been the thing that put it up to, like, a ten out of ten. Um, in terms of where it falls in the pantheon... I haven't rewatched a lot of the Marvel movies just because I don't have a lot of them, but I would say this is in my top three. It's probably going to be up there with like Winter Soldier and uh, and Civil War. Mm-hmm. And I'm it, yeah, I'm not sure where it falls in that top three. Uh, m- maybe not number one, but uh, you know, maybe two or three. I don't really know. <sighs> I think I'd give it an eight, eight point five. Um... Because I really found it, I found it entertaining, I found it really enjoyable, but I'm not sure yet if I enjoyed it because I was comparing it to the other Spider-Mans that have been lackluster, or because it was genuinely, like, a really good movie on its own, away from Marvel. Um, I I really enjoyed the performances, but I don't think Spider-Man can be Spider-Man without a really strong villain, and we were lucky to have that in Vulture. Lucky I'm Michael Keaton. Yeah. Yep. So I think that they're making the smart choice to bring in, um, you know, like people who are actors versus, you know. Big muscly um, guys or something. Yeah, like bring in the actors. We have enough CGI now that we can make them look cool with other things. But I they think didn't that really they didn't really have to do a lot of CGI to make them look cool. Like no, no, no. I'm just saying, I'm in, saying in general. I'm saying yeah. in general. But, um, in the suit, which is CGI. Yeah, yeah. but still, it's not like. <laughs> They're not CGI am to be like fucking be able to fight Captain America, you know what I mean? Yeah. I felt what this movie lacked though was an emotional pull for me to make me like be invested in Peter's future. Honestly, that's all I, I felt like that's all it had for me. <laughs> yeah, but you love Spider Man outside of these movies. Like you know Spider Man. For so me you kinda had trouble identifying with him a little bit or no, related no, right? to him. Sy- or sympathize. It was Wishing that there was more than a coming-of-age story. Because I've seen a lot of coming-of-age stories, and this followed a lot of those tropes. Again, not in a bad way. I did really enjoy it. I don't want it to come off like I'm not enjoying it, but being critical, I would say that I wish there was... 
In the other movies, the one thing that I'm I'm both glad and upset that didn't happen was, you know, they didn't talk about um, any of the death in Peter's family. And that's cool. But um, that's the one thing that always got you, even though we were, it was overplayed in the origin stories with Spider-Man, you did see the death mm-hmm. and the push for Peter to feel like he could do more. Yeah, I can so, see what you're saying. I can see what you're saying a little bit, like, especially if you look at the first two Maguire, Tobey Maguire movies, like he had a very personal connection to the villains mm. in, in both of those movies. Um, definitely to, uh, you know, uh, Green Goblin and Hobgoblin yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. The Osbournes and that yeah. you could tell really was like, uh, you know, taking a toll on him emotionally. Yeah. But that's the thing. Like this was again, a very coming of age story and I'm super excited to see the second Spider-Man movie in this um, universe. Cause I think that, there'll be more of that emotional pull, but we did have to set up for, you know, who Peter is in this, um, what's the word? Iteration. Mm -hmm. So that's why I don't want to give it the highest glowing review yet, because I think that there's so much more that can be done with it. And I'm excited to see his character They've got four more actual Spider-Man movies coming with Tom Holland. So, So, yeah. Yeah, so yeah, like I'm excited to, to see the emotional development, which is why I I think this was really entertaining. But I think that they'll do better later. I hope so because if they can do better than this, then we're in for a fucking <laughs> treat. So yeah, so that's that's my that's my feelings on it. Got it. And there goes the remnants Something. of the potato. Did you did you did she say where she puts it in the, like in the MCU? Like where where oh, did you place um, it? Probably in the top five. Yeah, top five. Um, probably next to, I, I don't really have orders so much as I would put it with Iron Man one. Um, uh, I really enjoyed civil war, um, but age of Ultron and winter soldier. And what was the other captain America? Just the first captain America. I really enjoyed. All right. We had quick, technical difficulties there but uh Wouldn't i think be a dance just... robot dance episode without tech difficulties happy oh. one year anniversary guys yep Woo, so, we made uh, it. i think we just need to get mark's uh final thoughts in here and his rating and ranking um i give this like i'm with tim like this is a 99.5 for me like this is like one of my favorite this is easily my favorite superhero movie this summer or this year so far and that's yeah. Saying a fuck of a lot when we've already had Wonder Woman and we've already had Logan, um, and we're probably probably gonna get another fucking home run when it comes to Thor. It looks like so. Yeah, yeah. I'm excited <laughs> so for that, that one because it's one of my favorite directors. Oh, that's right. Yeah, he's fucking awesome. So, like, definitely this is a nine point five. Where it falls in like the overall like MCU, it's got to be. It's probably top five. I am. I'm with Tim in like the Captain America sequels are both fucking spectacular movies i love i think the first iron man still my favorite out of all of them for some mm-hmm. reason because you um, are tony stark i fucking wish i was tony stark <laughs> um and then like i love the the first avengers movie like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like it was such Setting a thrill that team dynamic and well just such a thrill for me to see these characters that i fucking love all on the big screen together as bad as the fucking captain america costume was like <laughs> finally seeing all those characters like when they do that circle shot that they show all the time yeah. around those i was just i'm just like this is like i'm a nerd valhalla now i'm good to go like 
Mm-hmm. Everything is shiny in Chrome, guys. Everything is shiny. I just watched Mad Max again. Sorry. It's another fucking phenomenal movie. It's really good with Atmos, my friend. <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah. It's fucking loud. Um, yeah, but it's uh, yeah. So this has got to be this is top five because like there's also Guardians of the Galaxy to take into account and like um, I really enjoyed Ant Man and stuff like that. I don't know if it compares to this at all. So this is probably like top five, maybe top three. Like I really fucking love this movie a lot and Spider-Man is one of my favorite characters ever. So seeing him having finally come home, hence homecoming, blah, 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 <laughs> like to the MCU, like coming home into the Marvel family and like getting to interact with Tony Stark and all that other shit. It was just like, I was fucking super happy about all of it. So no, it's just cause he went to homecoming in the movie. That's the only reason it's named that. Yeah, there's, there's no, there's no triple meaning to it whatsoever. Yeah, so many trip meanings. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, with that, uh, I think we have uh, circle jerked on this particular topic enough for the evening. Saying that, (laughs) grossest thing. (laughs) After a year of this shit, you're not expecting us to make the most. I know. It's just like every other time you're describing it, you're like, "We've circle jerked. We've circle jerked." It's like, stop. God, have you actually ever experienced a circle jerk? Because if you haven't, you don't have the right to say it. (laughs) You know, I haven't. The fuck do you think you did? We did after you left on Christmas. Christy. Well, then <laughs> there's only two of you. I don't know if Alicia happened to be a participant. Well, that's like, that's just a line. Start. It's like line. a line jerk at that yeah. point. Unless <laughs> <laughs> you really bow your arm before you do it, then it's kind of a circle from the top. But like. No, you don't have four penises to split between, or three. You know, I don't know. That would you be, know, that would be a square. You probably have to get like five or six for it to be a proper circle. Jerk. At least, yeah. No, Gary. the math of it. No. Yeah, exactly. We got to go back to that Silicon Valley scene. I was just going to say the Silicon Valley scene. <laughs> the fucking math of that. Figure out, figure out the algorithm. Oh, fuck. That was the funniest fucking thing. <laughs> I liked what's right. his name being in there. What's, what's his name was the teacher. Um, oh, I can't remember the fucking character's name. I don't he's one of the I haven't scenes, actually watched the, it. That's the only scene oh. I've seen from Silicon yeah, Valley. Yeah, no. The, one of the... One of the, the different conversation program. topic. <laughs> he, he's, he's the teacher in Homecoming. Oh, Martin Martin Starr. Yeah, yeah, Martin Starr. Yeah, when you when you see when you see Silicon Valley, which you should yeah. watch, you'll be like, "That's fucking awesome." So there you go. <laughs> he plays a Satanist. It's hilarious. Nice. Yeah. All right. Well, with that, we will leave you. And uh, thank you so much for listening. And uh, if you have been listening to us for the whole year, or have gone back and listened to our whole first year, we greatly We're appreciate. We're very sorry, it. and we apologize <laughs> yeah, for those first few, some of those uh, first few episodes that are a little rough to sit through. But uh, hopefully we'll be around for more years to come and you will stick around with us. So if you would like to tell us your thoughts on Spider-Man Homecoming, if you uh, for some reason absolutely hated it or if you liked it for reasons that we have not discussed yet, feel free to let us know on Twitter at uh, at DRD DRD underscore podcast. You can shoot us an email at dancerobotdancepodcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can talk to us on Facebook at facebook.com slash dance robot dance podcast. And if you have not already, but you probably have, because how else are you getting this episode? You could subscribe, subscribe to us on uh, Google play store or iTunes or shout engine or stitcher or anywhere else, wherever else you get your podcasts um, and feel free to leave uh, ratings and stuff for us back there too. Cause those are nice to see. But uh, mm-hmm. with that, with that, uh, to close out our first year, this has been 
Tim hosting this week along with Mark. Have a good one, guys. Thanks for listening. And Christy. Here's to another year, maybe. <laughs> maybe. And that is year one done. Mic drop. Peace out, Holmes. <laughs> Peace in the Middle East. Isn't that a cool thing to say? I don't know. No, probably not. You're white. I don't know if you're allowed to say it with that accent. I'm, I'm... I'm going to get angry letters from all of our international all, 30, all 32 uh, fans. Yeah. Well, this is what this is when we'll find out that all of these like international uh like African and Asian listeners have actually been listening the whole time. Uh, yeah, the whole time. Well, it's, it's either that or like, I think if nobody called us out when all of our uh when Christy had her uh, Asia incident. I did not have an incident. Oh my god. Good night, folks. Jesus. Bye everybody.